Thanks for checking out episode 40 of the Unlockable Podcast. Hannah and I just finished our playthroughs of Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga for the Game Boy Advance and we're pumped to share our thoughts. Both of us had little to no experience with the franchise, especially this game in particular, which released a whole 20 years ago now. I don't have any news to share here. Thank you for supporting us through 40 episodes, and be sure to give us five stars or a thumbs up wherever you're listening to this, and let's get started. Welcome back to the Unlockable Podcast. My name's Christian, and joining me as always is the Game Girl Advance SP herself. That's me. Hannah, I am very excited to talk about this game. I'm really excited for this episode. I have so many things to say. Oh, dude, I have so many things to say. We have not said anything to each other about it, so I'm very excited. We always say that like it's uh, supposed to be a surprise or something, but yeah, that's that's we're pretty good at that with these podcasts. Well, part of the fun is getting to know your thoughts just cleanly, just like just like the audience. Like I want to know exactly what you think as soon as the audience knows, you know. Absolutely. Um, I think we're ready to get right into it. We are going to kind of talk to you guys as if you haven't played the game before so um, if you have played the game before you might be listening to some in-depth descriptions explaining the controls and stuff Um, but we think that this is probably the best way to uh, I don't know address the audience with a game that is 20 years old now most of y'all did not play the 3ds remake I'm guessing so yep Uh, but why don't we just start off with like how how much experience you and I have, Hannah, with the experience uh, with the franchise? Um, wh- how many? I guess you can talk about all the Mario RPGs. I know you're a Paper Mario gal, but what games have mm-hmm. you played in the Mario RPG universe? Uh, so I played. Well, obviously, Paper Mario: The One on Sixty Four, Nintendo Sixty Four, is like one of my favorite games of all time. Absolutely love that game. I will always say that's one of my favorite games, and I played that one. I mean, to death when I was younger. And then, of course, I liked the series, so I played Thousand Year Door. Um, I played Color Splash, which is everyone's controversial one. Controversial one. And then, uh, crap, what was the one that just came out on the Switch? Origami King. I played that one, too. Um, I liked all of them for their own special little reasons. Um, But obviously, my favorite is the Nintendo 64 version. Uh, And then I also played uh, two or three hours of uh, Super Mario RPG. I really liked it. I don't know why I stopped. Uh, I couldn't tell you. I was playing it on the SNES Mini, and then I just decided I don't want to play it anymore. But yeah, that has been my experience. I played an hour of Super Star Saga like when it came out like a month ago on Nintendo Switch Online, and then that was it. And then of course I played this one. So little to no experience on the Mario and Luigi series. What did you play on the on the uh, Switch Online a month ago? What did you say? Superstar Saga. And then you're like, wait, let's do an episode on it. And so oh. stop. <laughs> it's definitely not a month ago. Maybe it was. It was um, totally a month ago. <laughs> uh, okay. I have played a handful of Paper Marios in the last few years. I didn't grow up with any, um, but 
you know, everybody told me Thousand Year Door is one of the greatest games ever made, so I made sure to play that one a few years ago. I played Color Splash, I played Sticker Star, I think that's Oof. it for my Paper Mario journey so far. How did you, um, uh, like, Superstar? Or Sticker Star? Yeah, I like Sticker Star and I like Color Splash. But right. it's, yeah. it's probably because I hadn't played the good ones. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, okay, that's fair. Um, yeah, I think... Um, so I grew up playing Partners in Time, the second Mario and Luigi game. I actually had it as a kid and uh, never finished it. I remember it getting pretty hard towards the end of the game. Um, but I do have some fond memories of playing that one. Uh, I think as a kid, though, I probably... I mean, I'm talking like 10, 11 years old, probably. I was probably looking for a game that... Uh, you know, a, a left-to-right Mario game where you reach the flagpole at the end, you know. I looked at the right. back of the box, and I, I don't know. I can't tell you what was going through my head, but when I saw this, <laughs> I probably just looked at the cover art and was like, all right, that looks freaking awesome. The back um, probably says, like, some epic adventure, Mario and Luigi. You're like, yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs> Little did you um, know. And then <clears throat> that was my only experience with it until... I guess I started to be a collector, and I had Bowser's Inside Story. I probably played that twice and never got far at all. That one was pretty fun. And, yeah, now this is my first ever experience with the Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga specifically. I did play, just like you, I played two or three hours of Super Mario RPG. And I just mm-hmm. didn't, con- didn't continue it, but I need to beat that one too. Especially since it's getting a... Uh, is it a remake or a remaster? It's a remake, right? It's going to the Switch? I don't know or if they're changing anything. <laughs> it's a remaster? It might be just a remaster. Maybe we need Whatever more information. It it's coming to the Switch at some point. I don't even remember the release date. Um, yeah, so I know a lot of people are hyped for that. It's probably good that we're doing this episode right now. Get some mm-hmm. of that... Uh, some of that clout (laughs) some of that mario hype um so yeah let's get into the the introduction here we got the the first game released on in 2003 i think you have the full date written down right yeah i do so released on the game boy advance first on november 17th of 2003 20 years ago that's crazy yeah it is um we got it before Japan and Europe, and then Australia <laughs> didn't get it until December, I believe is what <laughs> I saw, so North America got it first, barely. Heck yeah. Actually, that kind of makes sense. I have some facts uh, down there later that they changed for the Japanese version and, and made it better, so. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, um, let's see. And then, do you want to just go through all the other releases? Oh, you have the sequels written down? No, I have... Well, it came out again on the Virtual Console. Oh, yeah, go for it. On April 3rd, 2014. And then, of course, it came out... Well, it came out on Nintendo Switch Online February 8th of 2023. So that is more than a couple months ago. <laughs> oh, that's five months ago. Oh, my God, where'd the time go? Um, and then, oh yeah, of course, and the 3DS remake, uh, which is an enhanced uh, remake of the GBA game, 
Uh, with additional story called Minion Quest, The Search for Bowser came out on October 6th of 2017. So pretty late. The uh, Switch had already been out at that point, but we will get into that later. Um, I have done a lot of research on the differences between the two. I'm looking forward to talking about that. Nice. Heck yeah. Um, development history. I'll quickly talk about Alpha Dream a little bit. Alpha Dream is the developer behind all of the Mario and Luigi games thus far. And it's pretty cool to find out that Chihiro Fujioka and Tetsuo Mizuno were two of the founders of Alpha Dream. Um, Wikipedia says that Alpha Dream was a branch off of, I think it's like, it's alpha something is another word that's not dream alpha something and it's a uh it's a construction company or something and (laughs) and so these guys got these guys like went here and um made a branch off of this company and you know started this software company alpha dream and yeah, so Fujioka was the director of Super Mario RPG, and he was also the writer of Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. Those are two of his big works. He also worked on nice. um, Final Fantasy III on Game Boy. And Mizuno, on the other hand, worked on Chrono Trigger and Xenogears and Parasite Eve all in the 90s. Oh. So a bunch of big RPG guys here get together and... Um, you know, X Square guys, they, they come together, they form this company in the year 2000 in Japan. Um, several other staff members for Alpha Dream had also worked at Squaresoft, so they were probably all uh, on LinkedIn over there in the year 1999, reeling people <laughs> in. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, their first game was Japan exclusive, it's called Koto Battle. It was on the GBC, and it was an RPG that Wikipedia describes as Pokemon-like. Um, I think there's cards involved. It didn't feel very Pokemon-like from what I saw oh. of it, but huh. that's so a game. Like, c- catching monsters, or just like the turn-based style makes it like um, Pokemon? I say, I say what I've seen. I meant to say what I've read. I did not watch any gameplay. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, they would go on to make Tomato Adventure and Hamtaro Rainbow oh, wow. Rescue. <laughs> All Tomato both for the Game Adventure? Boy Advance. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So they made those two Game Boy Advance games before they finally released Superstar Saga in 2003. Um, yeah, when you go to Japan, you might want to keep an eye out for Koto Battle or Tomato Adventure. Those might be cool to have, the first Alpha huh. Dream titles. Those are neato. I've literally never heard of those, obviously. Uh, so their final development work would be Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games Tokyo 2020. <laughs> wow. The games that never came to be in 2020. <laughs> right, yeah. So this company like made like 10, 15 games tops in their entire, what, 20 years of, of existing. And and they just happened to finish off with Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. Um, wow. I'm sure that was a, their biggest seller. In October of 2019, they had to file for bankruptcy. They said their sales had been sluggish, and it was because development costs had been very high. They couldn't keep up with their debt that was reportedly 465 million yen in early 2018, which is 
over $3 million here in the States. Holy moly. So, I don't know. I mean, I don't know the whole behind the scenes and, and how Nintendo was, was hooking them up or whatever, but uh, they, I'm sure they were paid handsomely for these Mario and Luigi games. Um, I don't know. I don't know how it got so bad for them. Did they dissolve as a company or did Nintendo I remember it being like a big controversy that if Nintendo didn't buy them that they're kind of like gone is that what happened I I don't know what where the people who worked for Alpha Dream went honestly um I think that there was a lot of drama there was a lot of like big headlines um people were really upset about this but people typically don't know what the heck they're talking about uh, <laughs> when they write these headlines so it's hard to to figure out what to believe right well darn do you want to do you want to take us into some of the development of this game sure so i didn't really find anything that was super interesting but i do know it is the first game in the mario and luigi series it released two years after paper mario on the Nintendo 64, and it is the third Mario RPG game in the Mario RPG universe uh, after Super Mario RPG and Paper Mario, like I just said, on Nintendo 64. That was basically it. I have some fun facts later on, but I like to sprinkle those in, you know? Okay. Um, so how did you play this game? Uh, so I played it on Nintendo Switch Online, even though I do own the physical copy. I just obviously don't have it in my apartment because uh, I'm in the process of moving and then it's all at my parents' house. But yeah, I played it on Nintendo Switch Online, which is easy. It was a great handheld game, by the way. Obviously, it was made to be handheld, but I played it a lot of handheld on the Switch uh, when I was flying on the airplane to and from places. And it was a great experience. Nice. Yeah, mm -hmm. I... Um... It, it definitely looks great on the Switch. I've seen it on other people's Switches. It It's beautiful. Um, Especially the OLED. And you, yeah, I was about to say, you were playing it on the OLED. That's really nice. It was super nice. Um, I played it... I streamed the entire game. I played it on the Game Boy Advance via the GameCube. And I played it on my PC monitor. So, um, using the GameCube controller, I really did not have any... Um, any any complaints using the GameCube controller? It was really loud when I was using the L and R buttons because that's how the GameCube controller is. Right. Um. But but yeah, I mean, I, I didn't have any issues with the A and B button or or any of the controls really. The one thing um, that I would say, <laughs> I think it's just a personal thing, not like a game thing. I was using the analog stick for like the D pad stuff, and so I hit the freaking down or the left button or the right button so many times when i was trying to do something else and it would annoy the heck out of me and then i was like wait there's a directional like d-pad down here why don't i just use that it's just it's awkward on the switch that was my only gripe but I feel that, that sounds like more of like a personal thing than a problem with the game in general um yeah so i had no like performance issues or anything i'm assuming you didn't either no definitely not um talked about prior experience uh let's talk about stats so how long was your playthrough <laughs> so it took me just under 18 hours so it took me 17 hours and 44 minutes excellent <laughs> <laughs> what about you <laughs> i know your time but 
to everyone else. It was like 30 hours, and I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I guess this is the part where I come up with excuses, right? So <laughs> I I was streaming the entire game, so I don't know how many hours that adds on to it, just like getting distracted or whatever. Um, it was It was slow for sure, and... And that 30 hours includes one heck of a final boss fight that I had to suffer through. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, I was going to give you an excuse about how you were streaming and you wanted to be entertaining and also like read the chat. So it's like, I get it. <laughs> but you almost doubled my time. You know, my... Uh, <laughs> shut the heck up. <laughs> you know, my... Uh, the biggest thing for me, a, a big side effect of streaming is that I didn't know what was going on in the story because as soon as I get a break from having to play, I'm like, okay, I got to catch up on the chat. I got to read all these comments. Um, so that would actually hinder me when it was like an important cutscene and it tells you what to do next or whatever. Um, yeah. So that's that's kind of a fine line I have to balance between. But Although, the game. I mean... It's a Mario game. There's not really that much story, but I get the directions on like what to do. Right. Um, I have a lot written down for the story. Did you take any any notes for this part? I mean, I have the characters, but I assume you'll introduce to those. And then I have some enemies and like the villains and stuff, which I thought I just wrote down like the interesting ones. Let's let's do a little overview here. Um, there's two new characters to the Mario franchise. You have Fawful and Cacletta set out to steal Princess Peach's voice. Fawful is Cacletta's henchman. Um, they do this by showing up to her castle disguised as like these political representatives from the Bean Bean Kingdom. Um, Bowser was simultaneously planning to kidnap Peach at this time. Um, Fawful and Cacoletta trick Peach, and they steal her voice with this crazy voice-stealing contraption, and they <laughs> replace it with these explosive speech bubbles. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny. The whole game's hilarious, but the, uh, the it's kind of funny because it looks like she's cussing or something. <laughs> um, I think that's kind of what they wanted to insinuate, but the yeah. she starts saying things, and in, like, literal bombs drop onto the ground. It's pretty great. I agree. I love that part. Um, so Toad goes to tell Mario and Luigi about everything that just went down. And uh, Bowser is realizing that if he were to kidnap Peach right now, while she's got this explosive vocabulary, she would end up destroying his castle. So what he decides to do is help Mario and Luigi on their quest. Uh, and then he'll kidnap Peach after they get Peach back, <laughs> Peach's voice back. Right. And that pretty much tells you what kind of game it's about to be. It's hilarious, it's ridiculous, and, and you're in for a wild ride for sure. Heck yeah. Mario is his, uh, his stereotypical heroic uh, guy, and then Luigi is his, the shy, awkward kind of brother. And then <laughs> another thing I like so much while we're on the topic is that just how much Luigi gets like shit on. He's like, yeah, it's <laughs> Mario, the jumping legend. And it's like, and uh, uh, the green one. It's so funny, and it's so <laughs> consistent throughout the whole game. It's great. Uh-huh. I love that. It was so funny. Um, we find out the reason Fawful and Cackletta are after Peach's voice is because there is something called a 
is this mystical item called a bean star and it will grant someone anything they want in this world if it is awoken by someone with a beautiful voice wow classic <laughs> um so i have a few characters written down but we got popple is a big one um he's this thief that gets in your way like five times throughout the game you have to fight him um and he wants peach's voice so he can be insanely rich so it's just kind of the situation where he's trying to get to peach's voice before mario and luigi do we got prince peasley cacletta traps him in an egg at the beginning of the game and mario and luigi later hatch him from it uh, she did this because she didn't want him standing in her way while trying to steal Peach's voice. And he ends up helping Mario and Luigi several times throughout the story. He does this crazy hair flip. He's just this <laughs> most the most gorgeous bean prince you've ever seen. Does he really help, though, or is he just kind of there? <laughs> up for debate. Bowser. Um, <laughs> Bowser's great in this game. He kind of gets thrown around a lot. Bowser gets amnesia early in the game, and Popple uses him as his minion, calling him Rookie. Uh, I don't know the reason for that. Was, there, was that this explained? No. <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't think so, no. And then later on, he gets Cacletta's soul put inside of him, and he takes on the name Bowletta, and ends up being the final boss. <laughs> yes. So. Yes, he does. What else you got? Um, I have to play the characters here, which are obviously Mario, Luigi, and Toad at the very beginning of the game. Uh, then supporting cast, obviously, Peach, and then her, like, butler assistant, Toadsworth, Prince Peasley, like you said, and then Queen Bean, who's, like, some macho <laughs> bean <laughs> queen. Um, and then some other surprise appearances. We have Gino makes an appearance, Yoshi, of course, and then Egad from the Mario and Luigi series. Which I thought was really interesting. Very. Um, and then I, I have a fun fact over here. So apparently, uh, EGAD replaced uh, appearances of Link from the Minish Cap, Samus in Harley Pursuit, which I, I assume is probably from Fusion, the Metroid game on the Game Boy Advance, um, an Excitebike sprite, uh, Wario, and there was one other one, and I can't remember what it is. But yeah, so apparently those were characters who were supposed to make an appearance in the Starbean Cafe, but then it was replaced with Egad later on. What the heck? Yep. So I guess maybe those were just like stand-in sprites that they already had, but I don't know. Ah, that would have been fun to see. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a fun fact. Um, sounds like the it's opposite of fun. It's an unfun fact. Unfun fact. That's lame. It is lame. Really lame. Um, and then I have enemies here if you want to talk about those. Yeah, let's do it. So I have regular enemies. enemies. Um, the first one that I really, really liked is in the Hooniversity, I think, which is the uh, university like experimental lab or whatever. They have the freaking Dr. Mario viruses in the game. And so they're just kind of oh, like yeah. hopping around. And the coolest thing, it took me a, a while to figure out the strategy, how to beat them, but you have to, like, if there's three of them in your little battle area, you have to match the three colors of all the characters, of all the little right. viruses, and if you do match the colors, like, they're all red, they're all blue, they're all yellow, then they disappear, just like the game. I was like, that is so freaking fun. I love that. Yeah. And then, 
I have written in my notes while I was playing it. I was writing notes while we were taking it just so that I could remember them later on. I just said, I fucking hate the sand level. And <laughs> because of the freaking gritty Goombas, they're the mummified looking Goombas with like the spike on their head. And I don't know why, but like I could never get their attack timing right. And it just pissed me off how often that they would kill me and like dead kill me. Like two hits, gone, fucking gone. Hated that. <laughs> Same thing with the spiky snippets where it's like, it's a cactus mixed with like the face of a shy guy with like the like oh, protruding yeah. mouth hole thing. Hated those. Hated getting spiked. I just, I guess I just hate spiky enemies. Yeah. Um, then the other one I liked was the Limbo Bro, which is the fat Ninja Turtle um, that you see. He's like a, like I just said, he's, he's a fat Ninja Turtle. Uh, and then the Chomp Bro, which is like the super buff Ninja Turtle with the swinging Chain Chomp weapon. Um, yeah. I just liked how distraught he looked when you hit his Chain Chomp away. <laughs> he was like totally in despair. And then if you, sometimes he will leave the battle if you beat him up enough and his Chain Chomp doesn't come back. But sometimes his Chain Chomp does come back and then he gets all excited again. But I really liked that. I thought that was fun. And then... Uh, freaking the gunner guy, which is the shy guy with a literal bazooka. Interesting. And then <laughs> Sniper Bill, which is Bullet Bill with a rifle. Not just any rifle, though. The freaking Super Nintendo Super Scope. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of cool nods to that like this in this game, but Bullet Bill has a, has a freaking a sniper. And he will definitely snipe you and also shoot at you because he's also a bullet. So it's like double bullets. So that was fun. Um, yeah. And then I really liked the specifically the battles between the sand sheeps and the shark bones, which are the cute little fish guy and the shark bones. I like them in tandem because the battles are really interesting. They go into the sand and they both have fins. So you can't tell which one is which. And then they switch positions. Oh. I just thought that was fun. But... One's like a cute little fish and he just jumps over you and the other one's like a shark and he'll kill you in like one hit, uh, which he did to me several times. Right. Then there's also the mechanized chain chomp, which is called the mecha chomp, which is exactly what it sounds like. It is a mechanical dog-esque looking chain chomp. Chain chomp. I feel like I don't remember like that. that one. He, there was a lot of enemies I looked up on the Wikipedia that like only showed up once and you have to like go down a specific screen or like do something specific. And I didn't do that. There's also apparently one called, it's a, it's a play on the word Anubis, which is like the dog-esque character from Egyptian lore, not lore, oh Jesus, Egyptian history, whatever. It's like an Anubo or like Anubu or something, something like that. And I didn't encounter that one at all, but apparently that one's in the game. And uh, then other than that, go ahead. I, I, I remember Mecha Chomp, and I also found Mecha Blooper as I was Googling it. Mecha Blooper was pretty cool. Yep, that one was fun. And then, of course, the game has like its versions of the Goombas, the Shy Guys, the Spinies, the Troopas, the Paratroopers, the Bloopers, the Cheap Cheeps, the Dry Bones, the Hammer Bros, Booze, and Kamakoopas. So those are all there as well but they're all called and they all look slightly different than like the other canonical versions i don't know if you remember what the the paratroopers look like but they're just like slightly different mm. than the other ones you mean like the oh. art style or they actually have little differences 
No, they're actually like, I didn't write it down because I, because I'm, I'm dumb. But they're spelled. It's actually spelled different too. It's got like oh. an e a at the end. So I don't know if they're a different species or like wherever they are in the Bing Bing <laughs> Kingdom. They like, I don't know, evolved into something else. But it's like their version of. Also, I forgot about this one. There's Eeker, which is a beaker with flaming hands. I liked that one just because that was a fun name. <laughs> it's like Eek Eeker. I made the mistake of not seeing the names a lot. It was in the top right corner, and I just never really, I don't know, I was mashing through buttons a lot. I read all the names. They're so interesting. Like, Eeker. He's a beaker, but <laughs> he's scary, so Eek, Eeker. I love it. But yeah, that's what I got. And then, I don't know if you want to talk about, like, the, I call the main villains, because they, like, one, are reoccurring, or, like, two, they're just, like, big, big boss fights, and then there's also, like, the smaller boss fights which are just boss dungeon bosses dungeon bosses yeah let's talk about it so you said you talked about cackletta slash balletta uh fawful popple bowser and rookie and then also birdo birdo makes an appearance birdo but she likes, but she likes to be called something else and i can't remember birdie is it birdie i think it was birdie oh yeah she's like no 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 call me birdie <laughs> um, so she shows up for a little bit and then as far as the other boss fights we have the chuckalator i think that's how you say that it's the embodiment of the cola the chuckola <laughs> um with a sword and a shield and you fight them one round then there's trunkle which is like a giant boulder with giant knuckles and like a tiny little uh sprouting of a tree on top so that's that one. And I looked it up just as I was curious. In Chinese, his name literally translates to Big Mouth Stone Demon. And I thought that was perfect. <laughs> it's so literal. Then another one is Hermy 3 or Hermy the 3rd. I don't know why he's 3, but he's got a Christmas tree on top. It's like a hermit crab with a Christmas tree. So just imagine that one. And it then would be cool we have if if there was uh his father or or his sons in later games would love to see that. Oh, now see, I didn't look up that, but that would be interesting. Hermie the Third, and then I guess, does it go? Okay, hold on. It goes Hermie, then Hermie Junior, then Hermie Senior. So he would be Hermie Senior would be the third iteration. Is that how that, Is that works? How that works? I don't know. I think in like people terms, it's how that works. But yeah, we got Hermie One and Hermie Two floating around there somewhere. And then the last one I have is Jojo Ra and one of Jojo Ra's friends. I didn't write the names. There's Tihina, which I think is the option that I picked. Oh, um, yeah. I don't remember if you know that boss fight, but the... Yeah, that's the one I picked as well. He... I, don't, I just like Tihina. Um, but it's the blue, like... I don't want to say crystalline, but like... Kind of looking wizard dude, and then like the really uh, hideously girly makeup <laughs> face giant buff doll guy. Um, I hated that boss fight, I really did. But I feel no like matter... I remember it being kind of rough as well. Um, I don't hated. know if you know this, but I was told that it didn't matter which option you picked, you would have got the same boss. Yeah, yep, yep. I, uh, I looked it up because I was curious. I was like, well, which one's the easiest? And it's like, it doesn't matter which one you pick. <laughs> they're all the same. It's like, dang it. But yeah, those are the interesting ones. I mean, there's tons of uh, unique characters in this game that you'll come across in the lands. 
that freaking Kool-Aid guy uh, with the teeth. I don't even remember his name. The Kool-Aid guy? Is it the Chuckle guy? Oh, maybe that's what it is. That's, that's Oh, yeah, the Chuckle later. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's Cola with a sword and shield. Um, yeah, I guess to talk about the setting a little bit, um, it's, it starts off in the Mushroom Kingdom for the early cutscenes, and then you end up in the Bean Bean Kingdom, where you spend literally the entire game, um, but it's, it's very diverse, like, the map is not large, but you (laughs) will go over two screens, and all of a sudden it's desert, uh, when it was grassy, (laughs) There's an underwater mm-hmm. ship level. There's, what else? There's a mountain level. Yep, there's icy, an icy land. You go freaking surfing um, at one point. That is fun. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. It was something different. And then you also get to be in Peach's castle as well as Browser's castle. And his little airship, too. Oh, yeah, at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So it's all over the place. It's like uh, Tears of the Kingdom. You're above ground, you're on ground, and uh, you're below ground. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anything else? Nope, I think that's it. Atmosphere, I didn't really know what to put for this, but I think that uh, it's very whimsical, and it is just... All of these Mario RPGs, they're so freaking funny. They love to break the fourth wall, although I don't think they did Mm -hmm. in this one. But... Mm -mm. They, they love to just roast Luigi at any given chance. <laughs> it's so funny. I mean, I'm 27 years old laughing at this game. I mean, it, it's aged very well. And mm-hmm. and I would say that it's just... It's a very comedic game. It's great. I agree. I wrote, bright and happy, despite towns and villages being constantly bombed. Because <laughs> uh, that happens a lot. But it's that classic Mario RPG, like that dry humor... And also something that I think is really funny in this one is the comedic timing of like their emotions, like when they put their hands on their face and they get like the surprise look or when they fall or like oh. just the comedic timing of them, the animations of them moving, I thought was so funny. Yeah. Cutscenes are are many in this game and I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I, I should have looked <laughs> up like how many hours of cutscenes. It's probably like two hours worth, but... Um, maybe that's a little dramatic. I thought the cutscenes were always solid. Again, I was distracted for a lot of them. Um, but yeah, the the comedy definitely is the highlight of the of all the Mario RPGs I've played for sure. I agree. I like the cutscenes, and they weren't particularly long. Like you're not going to sit through a 45 minute cutscene like you do in like Xenoblade Chronicles or some other RPG. But there were definitely many, and they were much welcomed. I think. Did you have notes for how the story was delivered? Um, you know, I didn't take that one out, and I think I probably should have, because it's just it's just like a a normal Mario game. Like you do something, something happens, then you play, and then oh, this happens, you beat this boss, and then like the next one comes up. It's not like anything yeah. like uh, mystical or like different. It's just normal old RPG, Mario RPG storytelling. Anything else for story before we get into gameplay? I don't think so. I think we got it all. 
we got a lot to talk about here. <laughs> um, this this game is so incredibly unique. I'm gonna be honest with you. I've it it knows that it was doing something for the first time here, and um, we got to start with the controls. So just you can fill in on anything I might miss here, but. Just picture yourself holding a Game Boy Advance controller. You got two buttons, L and R as well, and you got start select. Um, they maxed it out. They did everything that they could in this game to to act like they had more than two buttons. Like they, all right. So you have to control Mario and Luigi in in this whole franchise. You are controlling both of them. Um. They Luigi, who you you get to choose which character is in the front at all times, and you can walk around with whoever's in the front, and the other character will follow. Um, you will jump with A with the front person, and B with the person that's following. Um, and you can switch. What is the button to switch who's in front? I don't even know. It was either L or R. Yeah, one of them. <laughs> Um, and so let's say it's L. How do I not remember? I just spent like five (laughs) weeks playing this game. Okay, let's say it's R. You switch the characters. So as you progress through the game, L is going to be how you switch to your different special moves. And this is all, um, you know, if you're not aware, this is a turn-based RPG, but everything I'm describing right now is like all for the overworld. Because while this is a turn-based RPG, this game, like, doubles as a platformer almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's so much. Like, they didn't they didn't go half on anything. Like, they, they went full blast on the, the platforming side of the game and on the RPG side of the game. And so if you are climbing up... A couple of platforms you have to press a to jump with mario and then you have to press b to jump with luigi um i got pretty good at pressing both of them at the same time yeah. <laughs> um and at the end of the game you know there's there's a lot of times where that could cost you the, there's sometimes where you want to delay the second person's jump just a little bit um especially in the fights but we haven't even gotten started on that yet mm-hmm. um so You've got your, you've got a lot of special mechanics, I guess. Should I talk about that right now? Um, yeah, sure. So let's keep talking about the hub world. You get these special moves. You have your regular A and B jump, but then you press L. Okay, now that L is going to switch either, L is going to switch your special move for, wait a minute, how do you switch? I know you said R is to switch characters, but is that right? How do you... Because R switches the <laughs> mode. Oh, it's start. Start of all buttons is how you switch between Mario and Luigi. Oh, you're right. That's you're ridiculous right. now that I think about it. But like I said, maxing out the buttons on this controller. So, um, okay. So you press start to switch between Mario and Luigi. R is how you control the right per- the right brother's... Um, like what special move he has, what special mechanic he's going to be using, and L is for the other brother. And okay, that makes these, sense. <laughs> these special moves you have are like 
spin, okay? And so Mario will spin and hold Luigi, and they are able to hover for a little bit to get between large gaps. Um, you've got another one where Luigi will allow you to jump higher than you typically jump, and he pulls Mario up with him. Um, you have to switch to use your hammer, which is constant in this game. The hammer is a huge <laughs> part of this game. Um, and what else? So later on in the game, you get this these hand, is what they call it. You get these hand specials where Mario just magically has the power to freaking shoot flame from his hand. And Luigi, lightning of all things. He shoots lightning from his hand. Um, and every time I got a new special move, I was like, holy crap, I can't wait to stop getting special moves because my biggest complaint with this game is I had to run, I had to switch between stuff so many times and I was mashing R and L (laughs) and it's not the game's fault, I guess you could say, because there's just not enough buttons, but man... If I had been able to use X and Y, for instance, on any controller, man, this this would have been a game changer. But um, you are constantly there are set there are special instances in this game where you have to platform very quickly against the clock, and you have to switch between the spin, the high jump, mm-hmm. back to your mm-hmm. hammer, back to your regular jump, and it's crazy. And um, I failed a lot, no doubt about it. I failed a lot on that stuff. Um, but, yeah, that's that's all the controls specifically for platforming. And then with that basis, you can start to understand how the, the actual RPG battle battles work. Uh, do you want to go through that, or do you want me to do it? Um, I just have a few other thoughts about what you were just saying. So yeah, for me, it took me, I thought like for like the first five hours of the game that A would always correspond to Mario and B would always correspond to <laughs> Luigi because that just made sense in my mind. Of course, I was always playing as Mario, so it did line up that way until I had to switch and then I was getting all sorts of heck confused. Um, and I think you're totally right. I think it's not the game's fault. They totally maximize the buttons. But like to me, when you're playing a Mario game, like jump should automatically just be one button because Mario <laughs> and Luigi, what do they do? They jump. But the fact that I had to keep switching to everything drove me insane. And then the freaking the barrels, the goddamn barrel levels where you had to like jump on the barrel and then Mario or you had to hit Luigi down and then Luigi would jump up into the barrel. I destroyed the barrel so many times that I had to keep going back and screaming and coming <laughs> back. It drove me insane. I was like, oh, took me forever to realize to like even at the end i don't think i was very good at it especially when the time stuff that bothered me so much so i guess to kind of uh go into depth with what you just said for anyone that hasn't played the game i guess your hammer can be used so many different ways you know you might hit a switch with it but what hannah is describing is you can hit your hammer on the other brother's head so if luigi hits mario he shrinks down to like half size he can go into little cracks in the in the wall or whatever and then you got the Mario hitting Luigi. He freaking goes under the earth and he can now <laughs> pop back up whether he needs to go under a cage, under a barrel. And he pops back up under a barrel. Then you can walk to a high up switch. Mario can jump on the <laughs> barrel and then you can hit the switch. That's just some puzzle stuff they have going on. Yeah, but I broke I broke the barrel so many times. 
And it's not even always super convenient to go back and get another barrel. But. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else? There's also, so you can use your hand attack on the brother. So Mario can light up Luigi literally he can flame his <laughs> yeah. own brother and that makes you guys sprint really fast so you have to use that in a few instances for puzzles and the opposite um luigi electrocutes mario which does this weird thing where you guys are moving slowly but in unison i think that's the best way i can describe it um mm-hmm. and there are puzzles that revolve around that so I totally forgot about those. Yeah, those puzzles, especially the ones where it's like the like the giant spiky pillars are rolling down something. Oh, that drove me insane. (laughs) And you have to walk slowly with Mario and Luigi. Oh, it's I died so many times. That was rough, man. At least you don't lose any health though. That's the one thing you just get set back before you started. But I hated that. If there had been health in the in the platforming areas, just the overworld, that would have been that would have probably set me over the edge. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I'd put it down. No, thank you. Not my, not my kind of game. Uh, yeah. Do you want to talk about combat um, controls, or would you like me to cover that? Um, I will talk about it a little bit, and then if I miss anything, you can go. Um, right. So the combat in this one, like you said, is very turn-based. Uh, it relies heavily on the unison and the timing of the brothers to do uh, these cool moves. But then there's also, of course, solo moves. Um, so like I said, super timed-based and really intricate in like the timing. So what this one, what Mario Luigi the series does better, not better, but just in general, has it over Paper Mario is counterattacks, which I thought was very different. So if an enemy is fighting you and they do whatever, I don't know, whatever their attack is, they're going to come jump on you or whatever, you can actually use your hammer to like swap them out of the way, but you have to hit it so precisely. And if you do hit it, you either knock them out or knock them back, or you can even damage them at the same time. Um, And if you don't counter move, then you will most likely be dead in like three rounds of that fight, regardless of who it is. so that was really interesting. Like I said, there's also solo attacks. So when you enter into a battle with someone, there's four options. There's jump, hammer, um, which is, or there's solo moves, bro moves, items, and run. Run is you obviously hit it, uh, and then you, I think you mash the A button or B button or whatever. And then you run away yeah. and you lose some coins. Items is where you can heal uh, or eat a super nut or a nut or a mushroom and all those. Uh, replenish your brother points heal uh revive and what's the other one uh i can't remember the syrup yeah the syrup the brother the brother points and then oh the remedy the healing where if you have any sort of like affliction like poison or whatever that you could heal um and let's see like i said there's counterattacks, and the player is really uh would really benefit from using the bro attacks which I think are really interesting. That's something that obviously is unique to Mario Luigi. Not uh, available in Paper Mario, even though sometimes there are uh, partners that you have that you kind of use in tandem. Like I know specifically in Super Mar- or, uh, Mario 64, Paper Mario 64, there's Watt, which is like you just hold Watt, which is like he's like a son, and you like shock your enemy and you hold him and press him forward. But I mean, that's not really a partner attack. That's just you attacking, holding him. 
Uh, let's see, what else did I miss? Inside of the solo uh, realm, there's jump, there's hammer, and then later on, once you get the hand abilities, there's hand moves, or just one hand move. You hold the button and usually you shock or you flame the uh, enemy. Then let's see. I think that's all I got for that. Do so the, the cool the thing about the hand, what I learned probably from the chat, I didn't learn this on my own, but the uh, the hand could be critical. It could be super effective, essentially, if you've played Pokemon on certain enemies. Did you did you pick up on that? Yes, but it took me a lot of trial and error. It wasn't it wasn't immediately apparent. Yeah, if that makes sense. Um, because it says critical, and there's also a different word that they use for what you would call critical in Pokemon. So it's a little convoluted. Um, but yeah, Is it so. Lucky? Yeah, lucky is critical, and critical is super effective. But, um, yeah, so the hand could be like lightning would be super effective on some enemies, and fire would be normal effective. But it totally is trial and error. Um, you know, you couldn't just see like a grassy enemy and assume that fire was going to be super effective on him, you know? Right. Um, so there was that. And,. There was also opportunities to heal the enemy, which would suck. You know, you would use mm. the lightning on somebody, and then you see those dreaded blue numbers pop up, and you're like, oh, <laughs> I just healed that fool. It took me it took me a second to realize what the difference in the blue was. Usually expect it to be, like, green, right? Like, you're gaining something, but not so much. Yeah. It's blue. And speaking of that, there were s- several times where you would see this tiny little symbol near the health of either you or um not not the health bar but the uh the sprite of either you or the enemy and it would just be like either a red like shape or this red um gray rectangle and that was supposed to tell you that like your defense is up or your attack is up or or the opposite and it was like it was so hard to tell maybe it's in the manual i don't know could be. I didn't look at the manual at all. But you're talking about, like, the weight counter. And it's, like, pointing if then arrow down one, right? Uh, that's a whole nother thing. Oh, God. Then I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, wait. When you say weight, are you talking about the one-ton brick thing? Yeah. Yeah, so there's this other... The thing I was just talking about is, like, this little tiny icon. You could have played the whole game and not seen it, honestly. It was very small. I probably did. <laughs> I wonder why I kept dying. <laughs> Um, yeah, I didn't even notice the weight was, it, it affects how you jump. So the one ton thing you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, now that I'm thinking back, I probably should have opened up the manual to play through this game. Do you have the manual? Yeah, I have this game CIB. Well, that is, I wonder, is the manual in digitally in the NSO thing? I'm not sure. I'm not sure, um, but there's PDFs for most manuals out there these days. Well, I, I know that, but it it would it would made me feel bad if it was readily available. Oh, but <laughs> it wasn't. So I have an excuse, I guess. But no, <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. With the little <laughs> red icon, it's awesome. Um, other things for combats. There's three different levels that you can set your bros attacks too and these bros attacks are great and they cost special points 
but man when you try so that there's these optional level up things right so you press r once it takes you to level two you press it again it takes you to level three and um i've never seen this in another rpg you've played more than i have probably but this is like you have your your three buttons you have to press during a bros attack okay um and you're obviously using mario and luigi for them now once you feel like you've gotten pretty good on level one they they show you when to press a and b and like not only when to press them but what to press and so mm-hmm. you go up to level two it might cost a little bit less but it's going to do more damage to the enemy and it's going to be more difficult so i don't know what they take away for level two it might just be the timing of the button press it takes away either the when or the what um and then you get to level three and it takes away both the win and the what. So you have to really master these bros moves. Um, mm-hmm. And I did not, but I can tell you that <laughs> you get a massive reward if you do. <laughs> so I think, I can't remember if it's level two or level three, but yeah, the buttons go away from one of them and then it takes away slow-mo. So the first one, it like gives you more time to press the button. Wow. And I went with that option every single time not realizing how much more damage it would do if I did the other options until, like, way, way later in the game than I should have. I I can't wait to talk about this final boss fight, but... <laughs> um, so I was hitting, like, I was hitting, like, ones and twos and threes, and I was like, all right, I got this. Let alone did I know that the freaking boss HP was, like, 200 or something, and it took me forever. So... Let's talk about the stats for a minute. So when you be uh, when you level up in this game, your bros level up differently. They have their own EXP, and you will get you know just like any other game, you will level up most or all of your stats. Sometimes you'll get like a plus zero on attack or something. But um, heck yeah! <laughs> what's exciting is every single level you get this um, rotating block. What is that? What would you call that? You get the you get a a random opportunity to the uh, no you get an opportunity to randomly (laughs) select a number um it could be anything from one to five and you can add up to five points to any of your stats and that's a lot of points like five even one is a big deal um Mm -hmm. thankfully you can't get zero or could you i think you could get zero i don't know I, if I do, <laughs> if I got zero, that might have been one of those times that I put it down. But it's like, not for me. <laughs> I don't think you can get zero. I think it's one to five. Um, but yeah, you can choose speed. I guess, let me go through the stats. You have your attack and defense. You have your speed. You have your bros points, which increases how many bros points you're able to hold. You have your HP, and you have your stash. I think that's all of them. Stash. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so the oh, mustache power. was... I don't know if you said power. Yeah, so that's attack, but the mustache was um this interesting stat where you would get a dis- you would get a discount at the store to buy things and you would also get a higher chance of critical hits. Hmm. Um so, you know, kind of a luck-based thing. I guess that is your luck stat in typical RPGs. Yeah, um, I just wish they would have explained that a little. <laughs> Uh, okay, so then, yeah, so you get this opportunity to raise your stat um, on top of already leveling up and getting the bonus stats. So, 
I want to hear what you did. I personally put a lot into my defense. Like, I'm talking 70% of my bonus points went to defense. Um, Maybe 20% into attack. And then... And then I finally started to kind of disperse it between the... Not the speed. The... I don't know. It doesn't matter. But yeah, most of my stuff was defense, and then I put some attack into it. I think for the first couple hours, I really beefed up my health points. Um, That was, I think, probably like 30% is what I did. Um, Bros points, I hardly ever touched, maybe like 5%. um, Obviously, which is stupid on my part, because the bros hit way harder than they would with the bros doing solo. Anyway, and then I think for like, 50% 50% I did power and then I did a couple defense after that and I didn't touch speed or stash at all. My reasoning behind that was if I get hit, I know that it's going to hurt a heck of a lot. So I feel like I need to have a lot of health points if I do get hit because I'm not super uh, good at timing uh, attacks and counterattacks apparently. Um, and then I was like, okay, well, if I get really good at counterattacks, which I did fairly decent, I would say, <laughs> then I was like, okay, I want to smash the hell out of my enemies. So I powered up power, which is your attack, a bunch. And then I kind of wisened up at the end. I was like, all right, I'm really not good at these counterattacks, so I should definitely beef up my defense. And I think that's what I powered up for the rest of it. Dude, it's not easy def- uh, deflecting or repelling those attacks. It is, it's very difficult um and it's satisfying as heck when you freaking do it though but if you don't it is so aggravating (laughs) it is awful i'm not a very angry gamer if i get angry i'll just put it down but like we were on a time crunch for this one of my own volition of my own uh you know doing of course but i was like level head i gotta do this it'll be fine (laughs) But I wanted to throw my controller, literally throw it, which I've never had the urge to do before, at the wall so many times. It was like, deep breaths, deep breaths, you can do it. <laughs> so many times. It was never, for me, the boss fights that ended up pissing me off. I mean, until the last one. But the uh, <laughs> yeah. it was always just getting to the boss, man. Like, not being able to heal that's something to mention there was never yeah there's no healing boxes you know you go save the game you're Ever. left with whatever health you left with yep that really really bothered uh, me and then you had to keep going back to stores which is fine because you do in like the paper mario series but i always like to use those for like boss battles and then like either sleep or use one of the health um things health uh boxes for leveling or for healing but uh, that didn't exist. You had to use your items <laughs> that you would use in battle. Like, even your bro points and your health. So, like, I just went to the store and spent, like, 500 coins on all these mushrooms. And now that's the only way to heal outside yeah. of battle as well. I didn't like that. Um, let's get into level design here. Um, for the most part, we've pretty much described what you're doing. You have puzzles in the overworld and... I don't know if overworld is the right world, right word, uh, in the world, I guess. Uh, you have puzzles galore. Mm-hmm. You're constantly um, trying to figure out how you're going to get past this guy or past this gate or whatever. Um, 90, 90% of the time, you're stuck because you just haven't gotten the upgrade yet. And right. 
there's a lot of upgrades to be had. Like, it's a surprising amount for having four buttons <laughs> to use. Um, so, what you do between, like, cutscenes and everything is, like, there are dungeons, in a sense, in this game. And it's just more of the same. Like, it's, it's more puzzles just in a secluded area with its own specific map. And... Right. Um, I don't, what did you think of these dungeons? I really enjoyed them, except for some of them, like, completely stumped me. Like, the one towards the end where you have to beat Luigi, like, when you're beating one of the Koopalings, I don't remember which one it is, but you have to beat Luigi into the ground so you can play whack-a-mole with that guy. I don't know why, but that one took me forever to figure out how to do i was like there's this gate here and i can i can't can't go under it like what is there something here i'm supposed to do am i going to drop down to like some secret level or whatever no you just you just pop him under there you move mario and then oh you switch to luigi and then you move him um some of them were kind of difficult like that but a lot of them involved barrel which i already said my i hate them um i like them this the ones that pop into my mind specifically is where you have to have one of the brothers up on a ledge and one of them down to hit the two blocks at the same time. You have to jump at the same time. And there's like different ones where you have to, Mario has to be slightly in front of Luigi and then this one has to be on this one, but then you have to like pop into the ground or this one. You know what I'm talking about? Where you have to hit the button at the same time. I like those a lot. Um, And then the areas where Mario and Luigi would be separate, like you play them at different times. Like Mario has his own little task and he goes off and does something. And then you hit the start button, switch over to Luigi, and then Luigi does something. And then whatever Luigi does affects whatever Mario does. And then they kind of join together again at the end. Yeah. Um, this There's so much variety. There's so much that you can do, like I've already described. And, and because of that, the puzzles are so... There's great variety. I didn't feel like I was doing the same thing over and over. Um, they would... They would frequently, like we said, give you power-ups, give you new moves. And so you would not, I don't know, I'm saying the same thing, but you would not feel like you're doing the same thing over and over again. And I got to give them a thumbs up for that. It was, it's I, it's amazing that this fits on a Game Boy cartridge and that it also <laughs> fits on a con- controller with four buttons. It's very impressive. I agree. And then uh, you mentioned this earlier, you kind of get powers as you're going and then by like the what are they called they're they're like the tutorial bros or whatever i can't remember i know there's the hammer there's the hammer bros but then there's the other ones that pop out of the ground and they're like oh my god it's mario and uh the green guy (laughs) can't what are they called anyway they give you some sort of power and then like there's this little secluded little dungeon area where you get to practice that power which i always Mm. appreciate instead of just kind of like throwing you into things i liked that a lot um but yeah i gotta agree i gotta agree with you on just how different everything felt like we were never we were obviously using the same powers but there was always something else to it It wasn't just like hop on this hop on that use this use that it's always different um so you go into these dungeons pretty frequently i don't know how many there were maybe eight um maybe ten something like that but yeah seven eight something like that they were, you know, like we've already listed them out. There's the desert, the jungle, you know, you go to this Chocola Cola woods or whatever it was. There's a ton <laughs> of variety. The Chocola Chateau. <laughs> That's right. 
Um, so you, like I said, you get your own map, and so you you can still see the main world map, but it doesn't help you. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think it's worth uh -oh. mentioning here that you, it's not like a Super Metroid or, or like a Metroidvania map. This is the kind of map that's like you're in this block. You're in this. <laughs> um, it's it's an old game map, I guess you could say, where it tells you what room you're in or what. Not even room. That's too nice. It tells you like what building you're in, and yeah. uh, but whenever you go to these dungeons, it does tell you what exact room you're in. It does not tell you um, <laughs> where in the room you are. Right. It is. It's like so bare minimum of a map, which obviously was definitely a product of the time but it's like all these different rooms and then they're connected by things and it's like you're somewhere around here in this room yeah um i'm sure that was intentional you know like they probably could have made a more specific map if they wanted to i don't know but yeah that's possible it added to the challenge um for the most part you know you could see like it wasn't just like exit left to go to the next room it was like okay you're going to exit towards the bottom left somewhere or the top middle <laughs> yeah. somewhere. You know, it was a little more specific. Um, but you couldn't just open the map whenever you wanted to. You had to find one in one of, like, the 30% of the rooms that had a map on the wall. <laughs> so yeah. that seemed unnecessary. I mean, that was a little challenging and annoying. But yeah, you're referring to the dungeon maps. You can open up the world map anytime you want. But yeah. That's and, and there was even signs pointing where it's like, you know, you, you see the fork in the road and you see the sign where it's like, hey, you go left for this town and right for that town. There were those, but a little less helpful. It was like, Hoo Village is like somewhere right that way. Just you'll find <laughs> it if you go right. Yeah. Yeah, I was specifically talking about the dungeons. Um, they are they're challenging, but they were they were well laid out. Um, I hated kind of like having multiple exits, you know, sometimes I would just get so confused. I would just be like, mm -hmm. okay, why is there a warp pipe here? Like, is that for me to, <laughs> is this where I need to go? Or is this because it's like giving me an opportunity to leave the dungeon, which that's what it was, but it was hard to decipher at first. Yeah. The, it took me, I was probably three quarters of the way through the game to realize that there's a a warp pipe house in the bean bean village whatever and then you go in the red pipes and he's like hey this is my house and then he's like you know how to use warp pipes you know what i'm talking about the black the yeah. black little creature guy that comes out and he's like did you know that the yellow ones go underground it's like no i didn't and then he's like well you can also use the green ones to uh transport to different places and i was like you know what i also didn't know that thank you i don't think i knew that until you said it just now yep Yep. Um, so I didn't use those very often because it would take me so long just to find the fucking warp pipe. I might as well just try to walk around to the town. It took me like the yeah. same amount of time. Unless I happened to stumble upon one. I think a, a precise map would have boosted this game up a lot. I think it would have, I mean, yes, it would have made it easier, but I think it would have been for the better. I agree. Definitely. Um, so correct me if i'm wrong but you would you would have a boss at the end of every dungeon but you would also have to fight popple and rookie maybe mm -hmm. in addition to a boss or was it instead of a boss um i think 
it was kind of like in between dungeons, if I remember mm. correctly. Paper Mario has like a very similar thing. I can't remember what he is, but he's like a little dinosaur guy that comes out of an egg. Um, in Paper Mario 64, I don't remember what he's called, but he just kind of, he's like your rival and he'll like run into you periodically as you're going from like town to town or like dungeon to dungeon. And he's like, hey, I don't like you. I'm going to beat you up. I think it's like that. It's just like, it's just like an extra, just an extra yeah. kick, you know, kick you when you're down kind of thing. <laughs> um yeah and and so you would have to okay so you might not remember there was a goal before you got to the bean star part right so at the late the latter half of the game you're like the bean star explodes you have to go to like five different places or something and get a, each piece of the bean star what was the goal mm-hmm. before that because there was like four dungeons before that happened you have to get princess peach voice i think and then they do kind of like a rug pull i'm not gonna say oh. it but there's like a plot twist there and then you have to rescue the queen bean who's been infected by did she eat the bean star is that why she went all berserk total like I roided think... out bean queen I, I don't know i don't want to misspeak something like that but yeah and then <laughs> uh so many times I thought this game was like almost over, and then it's like fucking psych. You gotta do this, 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 and this. It's like all right. Yeah. I remember that happening like three different times. So I was like, okay, I can do this. This is pretty good. And then it's like, well, this broke apart. You have to do this. And then after you do that, it's like, well, you have to go back here, 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 here. There's a lot of backtracking, I guess I should say, or especially if you get lost out like I did. I think I went everywhere, even though I didn't have to, like seven times. And you still beat it in eighteen hours. Um, <laughs> I still beat it in 18 hours. So, unlockables, let's talk about it here on the Unlockable podcast. We have Right. We have uh we have to talk about our boy Egad who was mm-hmm. running who owned a coffee shop and it was in like the central square of the whole game, um the Bean Bean Village or whatever. Castle Town. Cafe. Yeah, star beans. Um, so I didn't really spend too much time here, but at the end of the game, I made sure to go get all of my... Okay, I guess I have to back it up one step. When you're going throughout the game, you will find beans because it's Bean Bean Kingdom. And so there's different kinds of beans. There's the Chocola beans and Hoo-Hoo beans. I don't remember them all, but... Yeah, Hoo-Hoo beans, Chuckle beans, and I can't remember what the other ones are, but yeah. So you take like, you need like twenty five of each one or something to get these these coffees, and you 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 take them to the coffee shop and he's like, hey, I'm not gonna charge you anything. Just give me beans and I'll make the the cappuccino or whatever you want. <laughs> and so there's like six or seven of these different coffees you can get. Turns out they're pretty great, um, mm-hmm. for several reasons, right? So you have a cutscene with every single one and this goes into where you were saying that we had uh, a lot of characters cut out of the game so you get references to other games like one time you get a coffee and each cutscene is pretty great right because because egad is there he's being an idiot he's showing you an invention he's doing whatever he does and then um you you get this this item and one of them is like a reference to the Triforce and I don't remember any others aside from that. 
Which would um, have been when Link showed up, right? I mean, it just right. makes sense. And that would be freaking awesome. Um, I'm sad that we just got this old bald man, but... <laughs> With like one tooth. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the cutscenes were pretty nice, you know, and you had... You had Boo show up at one point. You had a ghost from Luigi's mm-hmm. Mansion show up. It was it was a lot mm-hmm. of Luigi's Mansion callbacks um, from the game that came out two years prior. And um, yeah, anything else you want to? We so there's a permanent stat upgrade that would also come. You would get the coffee added to your party, not party, your bag, and then you could permanently upgrade your defense or attack or what have you. Yeah, so I wrote that as kind of like in the side quests area. I have like a specific, there are side quests in this game, but they're nothing like super amazing. They usually just reward you with like, I don't know, an increase in one of your stats or like a badge or whatever, which we should talk about also. Um, but the if you got all, if you unlocked all seven of them, so there's four, I think that were just 25 of one specific bean, and there's three, which is like a combination of two beans. It's like 10 of this bean and 15 of this bean, whatever it is. Um, at the very end, if you get all seven, you get a reward, and it's called the Game Boy Horror SP, which is obviously a reference to the Game Boy Advance SP. And when equipped, you can when you defeat monsters, you always get a rare item at the end. Oh wow! So that's fun. So when you defeat an enemy, you usually get I think you I think you get coins, uh, and then it usually has like uh, it'll show you if you get an item. It's like a mushroom or a super mushroom or ultra mushroom or like a nut. Uh, sometimes in some of the battles. So you always get a rare item. I don't know what that rare item is. Yeah. It's like the healing herb or like an ultra super mega nut or whatever it's called. That's nice. Mm-hmm. And then um, do, you want, oh, go ahead. do you want to touch on badges? Yeah, I, I think you might be talking about badges incorrectly, but go ahead. <laughs> so, I mean, there you can unlock certain badges. if you. There's this thing called, uh, I don't know if he's actually given a name. But it's, oh, he's called a presenter. And it's like a yellow Monty Mole. And he's found in some of the dungeons if you like, oh, yeah. go all the way right to the screen and then jump over this little platforming area, blah, 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 blah. You see a yellow Monty Mole and he gives you, he either levels you up in one of your stats or he gives you a, like a item of clothing or a badge. Um, now, the badges in this one kind of work differently than we've seen in Paper Mario uh specifically paper mario 64 um in this game you can only equip one badge so mario can have one badge and luigi can have one badge and it's like i can't remember what they were i can't remember what any of the status effects were or if they had any at all but they did they did something it essentially acted as like armor so in like traditional uh rpgs you can equip this piece of armor or whatever and get like plus five health stat or like plus five defense or whatever, or like poison resistance or whatever like that. Um, So there were some that you could unlock uh, in that side quest with the Starbean Cafe, also by finding a Monty Mole, and also just buying them in the store. So I don't know if that technically counts as an unlockable, but kind of? (laughs) So there were badges, but there's also this special equipable accessory that you could only get from the coffee shop. Um, Did you totally miss that in your playthrough? No, but I don't remember what it's called. I I tried to figure it out too. I think they were, I don't know what they were called, but you have your clothing and you have your badges, and then there's this third category which we're calling special accessory here. But 
that's like the Triforce I mentioned earlier, and there were other things, but like one of them was like hover in the air longer with Luigi or oh, deal double yeah. attack but take double damage. You know, there's Yes, these... yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I remember that one. Those were also a side effect of getting the coffee beans. You know, lot honestly a big it, it was a big reward for hunting out all those coffee beans. So like a medal or like a ribbon? I remember in like the menu screen and there's like clearly a badge icon and then it's like a medal like a ribbon i don't know i can't remember shoot but yeah that was really helpful i equipped luigi with the hover in the air one and that was super helpful i love that one okay that was my favorite one i equipped it and never used it i forgot at the end of the game so how long could you hover forever no it was just like if you are awful at timing counterattacks, which i am and you hit the button like a little too soon you'll still hover over it it just it makes your jump longer yeah yeah, I would have loved but, that at the end of the at the end of the game. I, I totally forgot. The only thing though, that one has a side effect. So well, I'm not gonna talk about the final boss too often, but there are times you have to jump, both brothers have to jump together in battle. And you couldn't jump in quick succession if you had that badge equipped. So like I'm not gonna specifically oh, wow. there is one attack where you have to jump consecutively both at the same time, both brothers. But if you hold the B button to jump with Luigi, he obviously hovers more than Mario, so you hit it at the same time, and Luigi's still on the ground because he just finished his other attack. So that messed me up way too often. Wow. So it's a double-edged sword. I wonder if that affected me because I definitely had it equipped at the end. Could have. That um, messed me up so often. Um, we didn't really talk about the clothes and the and the regular badges. You can go at any time to the store and spend your coins because you're getting money mm-hmm. throughout the game, and um, that's pretty. You spend it on clothing to upgrade your armor, and you spend it on uh, items, mushrooms. you know, mushrooms yeah. and nuts and everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we forgot to talk about advanced attacks. Did you want to talk about that? Yeah, so basically, I didn't realize, this took me probably till the end of the game when I was researching this to realize what it is, but uh, if you, advanced attacks happen when you use the bro attacks um, a certain amount of times, I can't remember what it is specifically, Um, but if you use it so many times, you get, there's like a, a secret button combo that you have to press, and then it deals more damage, or sometimes gives you like certain advantages against types of enemies, so I was just like, in a battle, and then ready to do the bros move, and then Mario or Luigi or whatever has, like, uh, a question mark that comes up from his head, and you're like, wait, what's happening? That's that's new. That's different. And then you have to hit a certain specific secret button combo, which I never got. I could never figure out what it was. So it always, he, Mario would always just, like, shrink down or whatever the thing was. And then I had no idea what it did until I was researching for this episode, because I never successfully got it to do it. What in the world are you talking about? You get bonus damage on the enemy when you do that? Yeah, there's a secret combo of buttons you have to press. And then... Dude, mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you mm-hmm. mean secret? How are you supposed to know? I didn't know. It's in the manual. I have no idea. Yeah, you gotta look at the manual for that one. I don't know. It blew my fucking mind, too. I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean there's a secret combo of buttons? I was just, I was just pressing the normal buttons. What the heck? Yeah, I saw exclamation point and question mark for sure, and I just didn't think anything of it. See? 
No idea. I need to look that up. That's annoying. <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree. Um, thoughts on the soundtrack? I enjoyed every song except for the boss music because I listened to it so much. <laughs> and then when I was watching you play it, I was like, this is triggering me. I got to turn this off. I can't. <laughs> but other than that, it was super enjoyable. It was like you were could be in an area for a couple hours and you could listen to the music nonstop and over and over and over and over again, obviously. And I, I never got tired of it. It was just so fun. So like, uh, it was like light and happy. Yeah, it was like straight party jams half the time, and it was just mm-hmm. very solid. I, I had no complaints, um, except for that Jokes End dungeon. That soundtrack mm-hmm. was pretty... Yeah, I think it was like 15 seconds. Like, it was so repetitive and so boring. Yep, I agree. Um, but I mean, They set the mood for sure. Nice. What'd you say? I said, overall, they were just super nice. Yeah. We have one bad song for a, a, a game with a killer soundtrack. It was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, they set the mood very well with that Jokes End song, though. It was, like, eerie as heck, and it, it was, like, this ice dungeon that castle. I don't even know what it was, but I felt creeped out a little bit. Speaking of Jokes End, is that supposed to be, like... I don't know if that was supposed to be, like, a, a pun or, like, a play on words or something, but, like... Why the jokes end? I don't know. Did you ever, did you ever think to question that? <laughs> Not until just now. It's like, what a weird... Like, Bean Bean Kingdom, yeah, great, sounds awesome. Hoo Hoo Village, sure, whatever. Jokes end, though, seems very specific. It's like we're missing something. <laughs> um, That's it for soundtrack. The graphics, you have anything you wanted to write for that? Um, Just that it looks really bright and colorful it re- was really reminiscent of uh legends of the minish cap which also has a bright fun uh color scheme to it i don't know i just i liked it i am notoriously against pixel art obviously in the modern age i don't see why you would back then obviously it made sense there was nothing else but it looks beautiful i love it too i love that it is so bright and colorful um that's like the game that i like to show off my uh backlit modded game boy advance with i like you know it's probably the equivalent of like showing your freaking oled like with that with that game it just looks very very nice it is beautiful and i also like this is just i guess for something in the the game boy advance in general but i like how expressive the tiny little sprites can still be you know like you could tell the emotions on their faces they were obviously over dramatic uh and fun but I liked how expressive they can make the characters. The um, the difficulty. How how hard is this game <laughs> for you? Okay, so I think that there is a very steep learning curve in this game. Like I said in the beginning, I was hitting like, I mean, maybe all the way to the halfway through the game. I don't know. I was hitting like fours and fives and sixes on all the enemies and i was like this is awesome i'm doing great and then i watched gameplay of someone playing it and he was hitting like 40s and 50s and i was like okay something's wrong um (laughs) and then i realized that i should go explore like the shops and the towns and that's where i learned about the badges and whatever the metal that the additional uh, equipable is and i was like this is what i should be doing and then i really started experimenting with like the two and three modes on the bros attacks 
because I was just hitting the normal slow-mo and like I was hitting like sixes and like this is great. Um, it is ruthlessly difficult. Some of the bosses can be ruthlessly difficult in my opinion. I think the final boss is definitely up there with one of the toughest boss battles I've ever had. But then there were like sporadically <laughs> like super difficult bosses that I thought shouldn't be super difficult. And then there was like, it would be like easy boss, easy boss, like medium boss, super fucking difficult boss. Like what the hell are you doing? You're doing something wrong. And then super easy, 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 easy. And then like awful, horribly difficult. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, I, I didn't have that experience for the most part. I, I, I seriously beefed up my defense. Like, when I say 70%, it was a lot. Um, so, I, I definitely did not struggle a lot on the bosses. Most of them were easy, like you said. There were a couple that probably where you were getting smacked around, they just took me forever because my attack mm -hmm. was low, but my defense was so high that I could heal myself, I could survive, but I mean... I might be on a single boss fight for like 25 minutes. It would just take forever. No, I had, I, there was a couple boss fights where I was, I think I had leveled up enough to be like semi-decent, and I, but I feel like I healed myself like 30 times and the boss was taking way too long. Way too long. I do remember being, that being a thing. Did you, did you have to grind at any points? See, okay. I love grindy games, right? That's my thing. I love grinding for three, four hours. Like Xenoblade Chronicles, RuneScape, mm, love it. But this game is hard to grind because when you're in a dungeon, the enemies don't respawn when you leave, mm. Like, which is a double-edged sword. So like, I'll go to the room to the right, beat those enemies, go back to the room to the left, go back to the room to the right, and there's no enemies there, which is great when you're like trying to actually com complete the dungeon, but like... It's super hard for grinding. I had to like leave the dungeon, go to like the overworld or like the world map or whatever, and then come back to the dungeon and do everything over again. That drove me insane. Um, so it wasn't like traditional grinding and the grinding that you did have or could do, it was very difficult to do. Yeah, that's a good point. I never even, I, I never had to grind. I felt like the game gave me the appropriate amount of enemies. If I hit 90, if I killed 90% of the enemies I came across, I was good to go for the whole game. I Until the end. went to I went to town and I grinded for like twenty minutes and then I beat all the enemies and I was like I got like seventeen experience from this I'm not doing that again so <laughs> no I did not in the Dang. end mm -hmm. um, but um what what was your final level if you remember of your characters oh I meant to look into that and write it down no I don't have it I think. I think mine was 35 and 34, which I think is pretty standard. I, your, yours were probably the same. Every gameplay that I saw, they were like 35, 34, 36, maybe. Dang it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I should have written that down. Um, what else about difficulty? So save points were pretty frequent you know you didn't get sent back too freaking far if you got a game over which was nice that's true um and they always they were always like right before a boss fight or like right before something was going to happen so you're like so you always knew you're always prepared like oh there's a save here something's probably going to happen in the next screen <laughs> which was fine yeah. and then because i played on uh nso i had the additional benefit of being able to save whenever i wanted <laughs> um there you go 
which I know it's like you're super against that. You're like a gaming purist or whatever, but I did not use it that often. It was more like just in case it's like the Pokemon thing where you're like you save and you're like, wait, did I save? I would do that. And it's like <laughs> if I didn't save, then I knew I had a backup. Yeah. Uh, I forgot what I was about to say. I don't know. Um, oh, I was going to say that the dungeon maps had the save points marked, which was a nice little touch. That was also nice. I agree. Because there's not nice much key on those maps. That's about it. You get. To... <laughs> that was. That's it. It's only. It's just for the floating save boxes. That's it. Maybe it showed you where the maps were in the other rooms. I don't remember, but. Um, speaking of save, though, the save screen was cool. So it's like, uh, as you're saving or whatever, mm. uh, a hand will come in and write the location that you are. It's like a passport, essentially, which is another thing you do in the beginning. You take, like, Mario and Luigi, Luigi take, like, uh, passport pictures. And then um, it writes it in, and then it stamps it like a passport. And it saves it. you got, like, a little um, vial of ink or whatever as the person's writing it. It's cool. I liked that. Yeah, very very nice touch for sure. I mean, this game is full of nice touches. It's just such a there's a lot of love that went into it. I agree. Like it's it's no wonder it's so fondly remembered and got a remake. It's it's a very nice game. But we got to talk about the freaking boss fight soon. Not yet, but soon. Um <laughs> I think we should talk about the big differences in versions. Uh, mm -hmm. I have a ton of notes here. I think you should take it away because I got none. So specifically versions, what I mean is is the OG and the remake. So um, I watched a video from Game Explain. This guy was talking about 10. Um, there, there's a lot of differences, a lot of tiny ones. But this guy was talking about some of the big ones that he noticed while he was playing. And, and this is going to. This is going to blow your mind. You're going to wish you had bought the 3DS version. <laughs> Yay. So, features were added to prevent you from getting lost. This is huge, huge, huge. So, there's a new map constantly on the bottom screen, Hannah. Oh. It is there because there are two screens. Um, and, and it's a good map. It tells you precisely where you are, which is what we were just complaining about. Dang it. Now... On top of that, there is this little, I guess, like a journal that gives you a reminder of what you did recently and even gives you a hint for where you need to go next. Oh, I like that one. That's nice. Um, You can cite... Oh, my gosh. That combined with this is worth the $50 that this game will cost you in 2023. You can cycle through your moves way easier because once again, there's a second screen. You literally touch the bottom screen. So you want spin. You don't even have to switch Mario to the back. You just press spin. And then it's, it switches the characters for you. And sets your buttons oh. to spin. Oh. You know why? Because there's so many buttons on the DS. There's <laughs> oh. Man, that hurts just a little bit. Um, It's crazy. I, I'm so glad that they didn't just remaster it for it poured it over like they they fixed what needed to be fixed that being said i'm mad about it i'm also um, mad about it that's like our only gripe for the game and bam fixed yeah yeah uh, a few more things one button will let you jump with both characters 
You press X? Mm. You don't have to press A and B at the same time. You just press X. Spoiled. Anyone who played this on 3DS is spoiled. <laughs> you can hold X to... Oh, this is crazy. So you're in battle. You know, you're complaining... We're complaining about how hard it is to dodge stuff or repel stuff. Well, you can just hold X in this game. Your characters block themselves. They just um, defend themselves but you still take damage but it's less than if you were just standing there oh <laughs> why why wouldn't you just hold x the entire time then i feel like oh. <laughs> i feel like that was um a huge I, I don't know that makes the game a little way easier perhaps i'm not sure i haven't played this version that seems very like um the paper mario series like i don't i can't remember there ever being a time where you can counterattack attacks in paper mario but you can like block and defend i think you just hold the button down but i could be wrong about that one but i'm pretty sure that's the thing dang it spoiled (laughs) i guess this next one is weird they removed the three different levels of the bros moves um like anyone who's a fan of those in the gba is is annoyed by that i'm sure because well, you and I sucked at it, never made it to level two, <laughs> let alone three. Like, that's a that's a lot of damage that you're taking away from the 3DS game. Yeah, so is it just the slow version, or is it just the sped up, no button tap version? Uh, I, Just the level one version, I believe. Oh. Dang. That, that gets rid of a lot of the kind of strategy elements that they have. Huh. Yeah. Um, there's an easy mode go figure it makes you stronger and enemies weaker Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you can save anywhere anytime which was not a huge deal for us but yeah it's like the weird thing is that they left the save blocks in the game but you can also just (laughs) save on your bottom screen whenever you want that's awesome um yeah I think I, I don't know if I could recommend someone go back and play the GBA one knowing that this version is out there. This sounds like the premier way to play. Sure, but a lot of people have Nintendo Switch Online, and if you just pay a little extra and get the expansion pass, it's on there virtually for free. Um, I don't know. I would recommend the original one. I like the sprite version, obviously, in the GBA versus the art style in the remake. Personally, mm. I think the sprite work is just so beautiful. Why wouldn't you keep that? But I understand remaking it uh, for modern consoles. Yeah, no, I think they should have left it 2D for sure, but, um, or whatever D it is, it, it looks great on GBA and they could have, they could have kept the sprite work going, but they didn't. Um, and so this game is called Super Mario no mario and luigi superstar saga (laughs) plus bowser's minions and so it adds a lot of content that i didn't realize did you look up what this is i did but i bet you'd have a better explanation for it (laughs) so it's called minion quest the search for bowser um it's this whole separate story that takes place alongside the events that are happening over in your mario and luigi playthrough um so you progress in the game well it'll make more sense as i keep talking you so at the very beginning of mario and luigi you you uh have this tutorial where 
I think Toad is teaching you how to fight, and he he shows you these two Goombas and you take them out. Well, they had this brilliant idea where you could follow what happens to those two Goombas after Mario and Luigi defeated them. I think it's hilarious. Mm. So. That's awesome. I didn't watch all the cutscenes or anything, but I think, like, the two Goombas end up getting, like, put into a barrel, and they end up, like, I don't know, floating down the river or something, and then three of the Koopalings find them and rescue them, and they start telling the Goombas how garbage they are, and they need to do better (laughs) and stuff. Um, And so you spend the whole game, this minion quest, playing as... Uh, this Goomba and his army, and you're taking on hordes of enemies in the Bean Bean Kingdom as they are trying to go and find Bowser because they found out that Bowser, you know, he's got all this drama going on where he's rookie and he's Bowletta. <laughs> drama. <laughs> and so, so these Goombas and the the Koopas and everybody, they they start hunting down, like trying to get their freaking boss. And it's just such a cool idea, I feel like. That is really fun. No, I had I had a little bit of an idea what it was, but that's not so fun. So you follow around these characters. How long is it? Did, did you look that up? Dude, it's like eight hours of content. Oh my gosh, for you, that's like 16 hours. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so there's no roaming around, I don't think. It's just straight battles. There's a lot of cutscenes in between the battles, but basically... Um, your army and the opposing hordes of of bean bean enemies they fight automatically sort of but as the player you get to choose certain things like which enemy types will attack so you've got melee flying and ranged and you know there's a few commands that you can give from the captain he's got his own version of bros points in there um and then you level up your troops throughout the game by earning EXP and you can gain more troops. So I guess I guess throughout the game when you're fighting these hordes of enemies, um, the some of those enemies will come and join you and, and be on your side. So that's how you kind of build up your army. Oh, that's sick as heck, man. That's awesome. It just seems like a really fun thing to do on the side while you are like playing through the game maybe you need a mm-hmm. break from the main story um it's it seems awesome well depending on how hard you have the game you might need a break but if it's super easy maybe not but no that sounds awesome i had no idea it was so expansive i right, thought it was just yeah. like a side story the um bowser's inside story remake also has a plus something uh plus bowser jr's journey so i, I don't know what that one's like but i'm sure it's something similar huh well, unfortunately, spoiler alert, they didn't sell very well, so wah wah. I'm sure not a lot of people got to play them. Alright. Would you like to talk about the boss fight now? We can. I do have regional differences if you want to talk about that or oh, yeah. after. Um after? Yeah, let's do after. Okay. So you go through jokes and it's this horrible super long dungeon (laughs) and then i mean it's the longest dungeon in the game perhaps maybe i'm gonna say yeah um i may i feel like we should talk about jokes end for a minute did you did you have a quick trip through it was it difficult for you how'd it go i don't remember it being specifically difficult or specifically long 
compared to the other ones, but I don't know. No, I don't remember it being a bad experience. I think at this point I had realized how to play the fucking game <laughs> and I kind of figured out <laughs> the strategy of like watching the enemies, like their eye movements or like the movements that they do before will tell you if it's going to hit Mario and Luigi, which I don't think we've talked about. Um, but I think I kind of got Ooh. it. It clicked at this point. Um, and so, no, I don't remember it being particularly difficult. Yeah, we haven't really talked about it, but enemies would often have indicators that you would have to really pay attention to to see are they going to attack mario do i need to press a and dodge or whatever or is he going to attack luigi do i need to press b or like the attacks are specific colors or he'll do Mm. like a a left arm swing if he's going to hit luigi and a right arm swing if he's going to hit mario or like whatever it is you just have to watch the enemy very very closely i'm telling you this game is expansive it's crazy it's Um, very nuanced yeah so you're going through jokes and um i had i had a really rough time um well to tell you the truth i had been forewarned by a few people that played the game before they're like yeah this part sucks and i get there and i'm expecting the worst and honestly i'm like flying through it the puzzles are a little challenging you get split up from mario and luigi for a very long time probably the longest time in the game and so you're having to do puzzles um, with each of them solo, which is kind of a new thing. Um, and so I, I felt like I was doing really well. And then I get to this point where I'm so close to the final boss. I know that there's not much left to do because I've almost filled up my map. And I just get stuck. And it was so annoying. <laughs> but it was the dumb. It wasn't that dumb. It was a kind of a dumb thing where... You have to, you might remember it, but there's a whirlwind and you have to shoot water at it so that it'll oh. like, it'll turn off the four torches. Yeah. I do. I do remember being stuck at that one. You're right. I forgot that like the whole, the boiling like water and you gotta you know, light the flame underneath the boiling water. I do remember that now. Yeah. And then when you get to the little platform with the candles, I, I was like, um, I don't, I tried shooting the water at each end of Specifically, because there's two different ways yeah. you can spit the water. There's jumping on him, which will have like a long stream, and then there's the where you hit him with the hammer from behind, and then he just kind of uh, spits out like little like water bullets, or whatever. And I was like, certainly it's got to be something like this, right? You want, you want the the far shooting, and then the, the the stream, and then nothing was working. I do remember that, and that being like, what on the earth am I supposed to do here? So that took me a long time, and. I guess for the audience, if you haven't played this game, you, another thing we didn't mention is you can fill up at plenty of places in the game. There's places where you there's a puzzle involving Mario, like, guzzling water. He, like, takes so much that he turns humongous. And then uh, Luigi can either jump on his brother to make him shoot a stream out or smack his brother with a hammer, and he <laughs> shoots out three different bullets. Um, and that and then- has... You can also tickle him, too. I don't know if you got to that part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. So there's a lot of... See, just they, they're so good at combining all the stuff that you've learned, and there's so much stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, that's what we're talking about. And so at the very end of Joke's End Dungeon, you have to shoot water at this tornado, and it puts out the flame on four torches. I literally went up and down this castle for like a half an hour before 
finally somebody gave me a hint in the chat and i was like oh my gosh and i hate getting hints but i was like all right i've been here for way too long mm -hmm. um and then same thing with jokes and it took me i had to backtrack for that part obviously but the splitting of the two mario the mario and luigi and then going over here and then going over here i got confused like where that platform was so i had to keep going back and there's like four paths that you can take at one point, up, down, uh, and then up, down, and left, and right. And I kept, I went, like, to the right, to the down, right. And then I was like, I would go all the way through the dungeon and be like, fuck, that's not it. I had to, have to backtrack. And then I'd go up to the right. And then be like, nope, that's not it either. And i go back down. So much backtracking in this one. I do remember that. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? At the point where yeah. they're separated and they come together again. The bridge like, breaks, I'm, yeah. I know I saw that. Where was it? And I couldn't remember. So I had um, done so much exploring that I was unfortunately able, I, I mean, I was able to find so many Chocola beans in that castle. Okay. Um, so that was nice. At least, I, <laughs> at least I got that. But it was like every time I was like, oh, I'm going the right way. It ended in Chocola beans or whatever beans. And I was like, oh. <laughs> or you get to like the yellow Monty Bowl and it's like, congratulations on getting here. <laughs> it's like, that's not where I wanted to go. <laughs> but thank you. Mm -hmm. um okay final boss so you get through jokes and i think there's another dungeon or something or a boss fight or whatever and then you finally get to go to the yeah because after joke no i'm not going to try to remember the order but when you get to finally finally gets this <laughs> final dungeon you have to fight all of the koopalings which i mistakenly called the kremlings in the stream and i got roasted for it <laughs> oh no not the kremlings <laughs> Um, the Koopalings are all here. I think there's like seven of them. Um, maybe six. But the the dungeon itself is pretty straightforward. You know, there's no mm -hmm. chance of getting lost. There is a puzzle to get to every boss. And in between each puzzle, you got all these minions you got to kill. And these are the hardest enemies in the game, obviously. But... For me, the Koopalings, the first, like, half were very easy. It was a cakewalk. I thought that they were all easy, and I was super surprised. Because before you get to Joke's End, I think you have to beat Popple one more time. Um, and I hate him because he steals your items if you don't counter him correctly. And oh, he yeah. himself, which drove me insane. Uh, he was especially gnarly in the last one. So I was like, God damn it, if he's this hard, I can't imagine how hard you know, whatever else I had to do in this dungeon is. And then it's like, yeah, you got to beat all the Koopalings. And I was like, frack, no way is this going to be super easy. And I was like, I might just watch gameplay and tell him I beat it. <laughs> um, but like the first, the first Koopaling was like, no big deal. They, none of them were a big deal. The only ones that gave me a little bit of a problem were the ones where you have to beat them in a certain amount of time. But if you figure out how to do the counterattacks, because these counterattacks, if you land it properly, it actually hurts them a lot. That was perfect. Golden after that. After I figured out that strategy. I, um... Yeah. The, once I got to Morton, the the guy who's, like, gray, white, and black, he, uh... He started messing me up. I think it took me a handful of tries, but... Um... Overall, not too bad. It was very time-consuming mm -hmm. to get through there. But... Uh, once I finally made it to the final boss, man, this is what I'm excited to talk about. <laughs> I... I am so freaking angry. I I streamed 
for four and a half <laughs> hours on Ugh. Monday night, I think. And I was like determined to beat this game. And I did not finish it because I got stuck for... I, I thought, wow, there's no way this boss could be that hard. Maybe a few tries, I'll knock it out. Holy crap. Bowletta mm-hmm. destroyed me. Yeah, so the first part of the boss fight is not super difficult once you kind of figure out her strategy and whatever, but yep. the second part is just cruel. It is so cruel. Um, and then the fact that if you die at the second part, you have to go back and do the first part again, that also bothered the bejesus out of me. I hated that. Usually when you're playing like these really tough RPGs, like there's like three, two or three stages of each boss, and if you die at the second part or the third part, you just get set back to the beginning of that part. Not so much in this one. So to be a little more descriptive, yes, the first part gets super easy. Um, I maybe died once on it and in all of my attempts, but the, the beginning part of this boss fight has you facing Bowletta and you have to um she can heal herself a handful of times but it's nothing too bad like her attacks are are far from the worst you've seen in this dungeon let alone like I don't know the uh the entire game and I don't know it's not even worth talking about it's just so easy I played it a hundred times and and Basically, after you kill her, um, like, quote-unquote, after you get her damage down to zero, she sucks you up. You have one health for Mario and one health for Luigi, and mm-hmm. you have to fight Bowletta's soul, which, as I told you at the beginning, is inside of Bowletta. I'm sorry, um, Cacletta's soul, which is inside of Bowletta. Um, which is really or inside Bowser, of Bowser, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so... this crazy thing happens where I didn't learn this until several attempts of this boss fight. I might blow your mind or maybe you saw this during my stream, but if you get to the second part and your speed is lower than Cacoletta's speed, then you are not attacking first, obviously. And that means that Cacoletta gets to attack like three times and her attacks are very difficult to dodge and so you have one health each and you almost immediately or if not immediately get destroyed and then you do the beginning half of the boss fight again (laughs) it's game over right there Uh uh-huh so I did not know this until I think it was your streamer. I heard you talking about it or someone mentioned it in the chat or whatever, but I didn't upgrade my, uh, what was it, speed at all. So nope. I had no idea. I was like, eh, that's just that's just how it is. No, I didn't know that. The hell? <laughs> okay, so you, you didn't get to attack first. No, never. Yeah. So thank God someone told me this. Um, I mean, I struggled for at least an hour, maybe two before figuring this out, but... I went through, I I googled what her stat was, okay? I'm just like you, I did not upgrade my speed once, not a Uh single time. And so I had 86 speed for Mario, I think, or it was 84. And Mm -hmm. so, Cacoletta's speed, it was weird. She has 120 for her head, and then her two fists were 90. 
So I'm like, okay, let me go level up Mario one time. Let me just see if I can get up to 91 speed. Um, I didn't even leave the dungeon. I went and fought some minions in the dungeon, leveled up, went back. I'm sorry, I leveled up. I got one speed, one for leveling <laughs> up. So I'm at 85. Uh -huh. Then I get my bonus thing. I nice. go straight to speed. I'm like, please, God. It could be like a two <laughs> or a five. <laughs> I got the five against all odds, and nice. now I have 90 speed. And the question was at that point, am I going to have to level up again because I need to have a higher stat than Kakleta? Mm. Or is it going to be random? Or is it going to give it to me? I, it was up in the air at this point. Um, it was. It ended up being that it was random. Okay, so now I had a chance to go first which was huge right. you have got to level up your speed a little bit in this game you have to do it if you're out there listening please level up your speed i cannot <laughs> urge you to do this enough oh man i had absolutely no idea so my strategy was i tried to keep obviously both brothers alive for the beginning part until i could heal myself but then I was like, okay, fuck it. If one of them dies, I'll just focus, you know, on the one character. And I finally got it with that strategy um, with Luigi because you can kind of like float a little bit or you can hover. And then oh, I was yeah. like, bam, revive Mushroom. I got this. And that was how I won. But it took me a long time to kind of come up with that. It seems obvious, but I was like, no, I got to keep the brothers alive. Did you make a safe state between the boss fights? No, for like the first 15 attempts. And then I was like, you know what? <laughs> There's better things to do with my time. And this so controller, many. which might inevitably be smacked against the wall. So yes, I did. I cheated. <laughs> I was just curious. I don't even blame you. I was so angry. It was awful. Um, and then I was even debating like just saving after every attack so that I could go back. And I was like, that seems like... I will... It's, it seems like a cop-out, but, like, had I had to play for, like, ten more hours to beat that boss, I would have died. <laughs> ten more hours. why not? Yeah, I mean, your game says you played for 18 hours, but as many hours as you spent on that boss fight, it's not 18 hours. Um, I'm sure it's not. Well, it, it counts if uh, you go back, doesn't it? Or does it just delete whatever you did? I imagine a game over would take you back to your previous um, time, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, I don't know. It could have been, I guess it could have been like 20 hours. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not 30. Um, I think what my game said was 25. So I was mm -hmm. adding hours on because of how long I spent on that boss fight. But anyways, um, the crazy thing for me is that once I finally did get this... So I, I got to the end. Um, I'm sorry. I beat the, the first part. I beat Bowser, Bowletta, whatever. I got to the soul and I was on it for no joke. I think it took me 45 minutes, Hannah. I was literally on this boss fight healing, attacking, healing, <laughs> attacking, healing. I was hitting their heart, okay? In this boss fight, you have to hit so, um, Cal... Cacletta's soul her heart grows three sizes like the Grinch and you have to take it out <laughs> um, which only happens like once every five turns because it takes so long and you're right. constantly healing and you're putting more bros points and it's like so dude 
I think it's because I didn't level up my attack enough and because mm -hmm. I didn't um, learn level 2 and level 3 bros. But, like, I was doing 40 to 50 damage every turn and mm -hmm. it took me 45 minutes. It was <laughs> insanity. Ugh. Yeah, I had I had the, a similar experience. I had at that point learned one one of each of the bros moves really really well, and I was able to do the third level on it, which I think was my only saving grace. Oh wow! I think I think in that boss battle, I was like, okay, you know what? I know I'm gonna die. Let's just practice anyway, and I did, and I got fairly decent. I would say good. I'd say fairly decent at it. But yeah, the the, the boss fights where they heal, it just drives me insane because I was hitting like. 30s 40s and then this bitch over here would <laughs> fucking heal 60 on her face and like 40 on her hands and it's like that just undid everything that i did and then it was spoiled for me but one of the hands was weak to fire and the other was weak to lightning um you didn't catch on yeah didn't know that <laughs> this game dude that boss fight i i should have learned i should have definitely learned a move and got it up to level three that would have been mm -hmm. a game changer that was what i did it was whatever the hammer equivalent was to both of the bros and then during the boss fight after like this fucking swinging hands and the stars and the, the flamey whatever you have to jump over she does this weird thing where she shoots lasers out of her eyes but like it seems like the game glitches and like the first time i saw that i was like what's, happening? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's going on and then Im immediate death i had no idea what was going on i got lasered and bam done yeah i mean did you figure it out well i figured it out where her eyes go is where the lasers yeah. are going to go so you have to jump the opposite i mean you have to jump like raise your characters above the thing and i was like at first it confused me it's like her eyes are where her lasers are gonna go or her eyes are where i should jump and then that messed me up like three or four times <laughs> it's where the lasers are gonna go so you gotta do the opposite it's crazy so cackletta is attacking with these lasers and it makes you it makes the whole game freeze you think the game is like broken or something and, flash, and then like like a strobe light yeah and so you have to look at her eyes come to find out like one is going to be they're either going to be pointed up or down and left eye is luigi right eye is bowser and it's like i'm sorry mario, mario. and it's like it's like you have a very short time to figure out like your brain has to really get the gears going because you have to figure out which one does which eye coordinate with and then mm -hmm. is it up or down is it a or b to make that person jump it's mm -hmm. nuts but i was pretty good at it i got pretty good at it too and i really really liked that you didn't have to be fully up like in the top of your jump before it freezes you can be like just a teeny tiny little yeah <laughs> and you were good i was like ah, oh, that was awesome they were generous for sure. Yeah, they were. Um, but yeah, the boss fight took me a long time. So, looking up the stats after I beat it, or someone else did it while I was playing it, but she has 1,200 health, which is nuts. What? <laughs> Holy moly, no wonder why it took so long. And then, Holy crap, I didn't know that. What I found out also is apparently they dropped her speed down to 80 in the 3ds game but mm -hmm. she has even more health and she's even harder in the 3ds game oh huh i did well, not expect that no me either you think it would be easier all around but i guess not they're like we made so much of this stuff easier you guys got the boss battle no problem 
That's awesome. I couldn't wait to get that off my chest. That was such a pain. Good lord. <laughs> I agree. And then, honestly, I don't even remember what the ending of the game is. I was just so relieved to get over the boss fight. <laughs> it was like, ah, oh, all the stress has been lifted off my shoulders. Yeah. I don't know. We got Peach's voice back. Who knows? Who cares? I beat this stupid <laughs> boss. I don't even care what happened in the story. Uh, I know. Dude, watching you play it on stream, I specifically, I didn't turn in, tune into any of your live streams because I didn't want to be spoiled on it. Not that there's a big story anyway, but you know, I like to experience things firsthand. But um, I tuned in after I'd already beaten the game to watch you play the boss fight, and I swear to God, I've never laughed so hard in my life. <laughs> Just, <laughs> you would enter in a boss fight, you'd be so good at the first part, and I was like, wow, that was incredible. And then we'd all be like, oh my God, dude, you got this, you know, go for it, you're going to do so well, and then you die like in the first hit. <laughs> first like, hit. You don't got this. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh, I hated that fight so much. <laughs> um I guess any other likes and dislikes? Is this game replayable? Let's talk about that a little bit. Um, as far as specific likes, I liked how they referenced a lot of like their old hardware or like old games or whatever. Like specifically, I don't remember where it was, but there's like a uh, a cardboard cutout of Bowser hanging down, and then there's the bridge, and you have to get the axe or the hand oh. or whatever at the end, and then the bridge breaks. That's fun. Um, part of the whatever the messaging system that uh cac leather whatever uses is like a game boy advance um mm. the good old wide one not like the foldable not the sp the foldable one um what else there was just cool little references to all the other games that i really really appreciated that was fun specifically um i mean i think we've kind of talked about what we dislike i think <laughs> in terms of difficulty what what would you rate it like as far as difficulty to all of I mean, you could either do all the other games or like the Paper Mario games, specifically Mario RPGs. Where do you, where would it rate as far as difficulty? Oh, I mean, the puzzles were not as difficult. You know, I often think back to Color Splash, where you had that stake boss fight. That mm. there was so many puzzles that really <laughs> effed me up in that area. Uh -huh. Um. I would say the puzzles were definitely easier, but yeah, um, battles probably probably harder than the Paper Mario's that I have played so far. I agree. I don't remember. I mean, I played uh, Paper Mario sixty four as a child, and I remember beating it. So I don't remember it ever being that super difficult. And I don't. I feel like i looked up a lot of like other people's opinions if they prefer paper mario if they prefer this game it was pretty much split uh 50 50 but i was trying to look at specifically what's different in the combat and i'm no expert in terms of that but it seems to me like mario and luigi is like more nuanced like there's different if you master like it's hard like i said it's a steep learning curve it's hard to kind of like master all these things but once you do the game becomes significantly easier if that makes sense Whereas yeah. Paper Mario, you have like different partners and there's different strategy that way. And you can also equip different badges and stuff like that. It, they're very similar, but different. I think I prefer Paper Mario games over Mario Luigi, but I've only played once. So I don't know if I can really say. Yeah. Um, but. The, I don't know. I need to play more Paper Mario. I need to play more Mario Luigi to have a, a better comparison i guess 
Um, as yeah. far as replayability, I won't be replaying this game before I die. <laughs> that is for sure. <laughs> I think, ask me in a couple years and I might look fondly on this moment, but now not so much. But if you are someone who likes to unlock everything and, and beat everything, there's definitely a lot to unlock. Like we said, there's the Monty Mole things, there's tons of badges, the beam thing. Um, also, we didn't talk about it because I didn't find any, but um, there's hidden question blocks that contain hoo-hoo beans, and there's 42 in total, and I found Wow. None. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's funny. Mm-hmm. I found not a one, so 42. I guess they're like invisible, and you have to jump to find them. So I guess I wasn't just jumping randomly. Um, do you have interest in playing the sequels? Um, if I'm in the mood for another Mario RPG and I run out of Paper Mario, then yeah, maybe. <laughs> and I, I guess myself, then maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's a time commitment, and uh, I don't know. I I definitely have some nostalgia for partners in time and for what i didn't play what i did play of inside bowser's inside story it was like wow this is going to be a really fun and interesting game um i can tell you that i'm definitely interested in playing the sequels but i'm not at any time soon going to be diving back in honestly this bowletta fight just wore me the (laughs) heck out dude uh yeah i agree i definitely agree but um yeah, let's talk about the sequels. So, 2005, we had Partners in Time. 2009, we had Bowser's Inside Story. Those are both Nintendo DS. Mm-hmm. Um, 2005's Partners in Time has you pressing A and B for Mario and Luigi, but then you have Baby Bowser, uh, Baby Mario and Baby Luigi on their backs, and those are X oh. and Y. So... Mm-hmm. There's more puzzles involved that way. You know, you've got more hammers, more attacks, all kinds of crazy stuff going on in that game. The Partners in Time is definitely the one that is people are not a big fan of. Um, I can't tell you why until I've played it myself or watched some YouTube videos, but that's the one that people are least fond of. Huh. Then in 2013, they, they moved to the 3DS with Dream Team and paper jam on the 3ds was uh 2015 so i love the idea of paper jam i've i've been told it's not a great game or whatever people just really have not liked mario rpg since like the 2000s but um <laughs> mario and luigi paper jam is exactly what it sounds like they crossed over the mario and luigi rpg series with the um paper mario rpg series mm-hmm. and I mean, it sounds freaking awesome on paper. No no pun intended, but I, I can't tell you if it's a good game. <laughs> See, that sounds like a slam dunk idea, and then it just sucks that apparently the execution wasn't very good. Well, you and I liked Color Splash and Sticker Star, so for all <laughs> you know, we could love it, you know? And I liked Origami King. Like I said, they're all, I like them yeah. for all their unique things. Um, You're right, I probably don't... would like it. I don't own the 3DS ones. I know that's... Oh, and then, of course, we got remakes. So, 2017, the Switch is out. You got the remake of Superstar Saga. And all the way in 2019, you got the remake of Bowser's Inside Story, which mm-hmm. is nuts. Um, Wait, did you say 2019? Yeah. What? <laughs> 
Okay, I think I remember watching the Nintendo Direct and then that being in there, and we're like, hmm. <laughs> hmm. Okay, I guess we're still. I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited to hear about the sales information because that's that's probably why they didn't sell well. I mean, probably. Um, I guess, is there anything else before we step out of the game and talk about other stuff? No, I don't think so. I think I, I, think I said everything I had to say. It was... I mean, do we need to rate it? This is where we rate the game. This is... Um... Can I go... 7.5 out of 10? Does that seem reasonable? I feel like that's pretty good. I mean, you can say whatever you want. Maybe 8 out of 10? A soft 8 <laughs> out of 10? Um, I hated the boss fight, but that was about <laughs> it. Um, the buttons sucked, but mm-hmm. suck is such a strong word. It, the buttons were rough, and it pained my brain. You know, I think I unlocked a new portion of my brain trying to play this game. It just, <laughs> I did things that I didn't know I could do, and it was crazy. Um, and... I know I'm not the only one that feels that way. I've seen people talking on Reddit, and that game, it's it's too much for the GBA. I'm willing to bet that the experience overall with the buttons is better on 3DS, and I, I honestly, that's my only complaint. Um, the map wasn't really a complaint for me. Like It was something I didn't enjoy, but not something that I would knock the game with, really. Mm-hmm. And I'm going nine out of ten. Wow, wow. I don't mm-hmm. think it's. Definitely not it's I don't think it's for me. But being objective, <laughs> I would say it's a nine out of ten. Okay, I think you're wrong, <laughs> but you want to listen to that opinion. <laughs> See, if I give like Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom like a ten out of ten, like there's no way this game is just one step below them. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But I think I think people will like that rating. You should you should keep it. People will like it. <laughs> <laughs> um I I honestly just don't know. I I don't have enough negative things to say to knock it lower than that. Okay. Well, I'm just going to say that if you ask me in maybe a couple years or a couple months, I might say differently, but given that I just beat it and like I just went through the boss battle, I'm not loving it so much. I don't know which one is going to be more accurate. <laughs> um, I I would I would only have to assume that the 3DS version is. I mean, let us know in the comments of the YouTube video if you've played this game or come hang out in the Discord. I would love to know what the 3DS one how it stacks up. Mm-hmm. I agree. Feels like that might be the better of the two. If you uh, if this maybe is not your like if you're not super into like RPGs and don't like the super difficult nature of this one, then you might like the 3DS one better. You might have played that one only, and it might have been a, a, a joy. Just an absolute delight. Who knows? They did some really unique stuff in this game um, with the battle system, with having a half RPG, half platformer, and and just combining it with the awesome story. Like, 
I, I loved it. It was a great game um, until I got to the boss fight. Overall, I agree. All right. So, is sales next? Yeah. Okay, well, this is going to blow your socks oh. off. Oh. I guess I didn't see this, but timeline with the other games, I looked it up real quick. If you're going to play through these games for the story or whatever, uh, the Redditors say that you can play them in just the order that they release. The events of the third game kind of clear some things up in the first two games, but yeah, not not a whole lot of continuity issues. But yes, go so ahead. So basically, just standalone games. Okay, so on <laughs> the original Game Boy Advance, which was released first, it sold around 2.15 million copies, which is pretty decent. Um... And then, so you'd think that the 3DS remake would have sold significantly more because, you know, the install base <laughs> of the 3DS is so large and they added so many cool new things, new graphics, blah, 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 blah. You want to take a stab at how many it sold? No, I'm going to say 500,000. That is exactly it. Yes, correct. A quarter of what they sold originally. Uh-huh, on a bigger install base. Um... Yeah, so this was, and the next one, what was it, Minion, Bowser's Minions, or whatever, the next the next one that came mm-hmm. out on 3DS. Um, it's kind of part of the reason why Alpha Dream went bankrupt, because there wasn't a super whole lot of sales. Although 500000 still seems pretty good, but maybe just not as good as they were expecting. Or to get them out of that debt. <laughs> Wait, they did 500000 again? I don't know. No, I think it was far, 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 far less for the next one, but... Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Not good. All right. Yeah, this game sold incredibly well on the GBA, it sounds like. Um, mm-hmm. I believe this is one of only eight games on the GBA that got the Player's Choice reprint. Oh. Huh. That's cool. I never would have guessed that one. I would have guessed, like, the freaking remakes, or not remakes, but the ports of Donkey Kong Country and, like, all of the freaking... Super Mario, Super Mario Bros. 1 and 2 and 3 would have been the only yeah. ones that got that, but that's cool. That is cool. Um, okay. Well, now we're going to take a step back and listen to what you guys have to say. The question that we asked on Discord and on Hannah's Instagram story was, what is your favorite franchise of Mario RPGs? Is that right? You, well, actually, no, I didn't say franchise. I just said game. What was your favorite overall? Oh. Favorite Mario gotcha. RPG. So um, either a lot of people have not played any Mario RPGs or they just weren't uh, particular in answering. But I have a few responses here. So we have Natoria7 says, I'm going to say Mario Luigi Dream Team. Wow. Cool. That's not and a favorable one. I guess not. Well, you know, it could be nostalgia or whatever. Um, next we have Ben Strohecker with Super Mario RPG. He says he really enjoyed playing that one. Mm. Then we have both Asher Tharp and Giant Robots, um, saying Paper Mario 64, and I could not agree more. (laughs) Absolutely fantastic. The best Paper Mario games. And then we have Sax, uh, S-A-X... No, S-A-K-X-U-Z, Jesus, underscore moon, says Mario and Luigi partners in time. Ooh. And 
Mm-hmm. That's the first for that one. And then Iron Knuckle, or F.E. Knuckle, says, Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door. Overall, that seems that seems pretty normal. No one said it was Superstar Saga. <laughs> Our Discord response said Superstar Saga, so that's one. Oh, well, I mean on Instagram. And then oh. we have the Discord response by the man himself, Daily Beating. He says, first one I played, favorite one, and I think the best one I've played are all Superstar Saga. The Bandian Kingdom was really neat to explore, and I always love experiencing the goofy story again when I replay it. Lots of great callbacks to older Mario games and other Nintendo properties, like the Super Scope enemies and the Triforce Equipable item, which we both talked about. Always love the combat system, easy to learn, a blast to master. One of my favorite games ever. Happy to have replayed it on the Switch earlier this year. He loves that game, and he does not even have it on 3DS. Or, I mean, he's played the OG, like, I I don't know, ten times in his life. It's crazy. Jesus. (laughs) That is crazy. Why? Just gotta ask why. We were late with the uh, with the question this time, so we apologize for that. But yeah, literally, next literally month asked we will it do 17 better. hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Yeah, next month for sure. Hopefully, we'll have these planned out. These episodes planned out far, far, far in advance. Yeah, we don't even know what we're doing in uh, August. Hey, man. Don't give away. <laughs> don't give away our <laughs> secrets over here. <laughs> That's it. That's Superstar Saga. We're at, uh, what, two hours and like 15 minutes so far. Very nice. Yes. Um, um, what's up? I, I do have regional differences if you still want to do that one. Oh, I keep forgetting. I See, we got to mm-hmm. do better with our combined notes. <laughs> what are the regional differences? There's actually quite a few, but I'll just go to the fun ones because they're nice. No, so, no rush. Um, in the- in the beginning of the game, like we said, you play as Toad as he enters like Mario Luigi's house or whatnot. Um, so there's like a little cutscene that kind of sets up the whole beginning of the game, and you switch to being able to control Toad once he steps inside the Mario Bros. house. Um, and in the Japanese version of the game, a directional pad appears um, in the bottom left of the screen, showing that the player can actually control Toad. Whereas in the U.S. version, um, if you did what I did, you just kind of sit there for a couple seconds and then realize, oh, I can play as Toad. I can move around. <laughs> so that is one instance where the United States audience that we don't have to be told that we can move. We just figured out, you know, we're not that's the why it, it came out a few days later over there. They were like, oh, I need to add this uh-huh. in real quick. There's a few <laughs> other things in here, too, which I think is interesting. Uh, again, in the Japanese version of the game, Mario and Luigi start off with 14 and 16 BP, respectively. But in other versions, they only start with 10. So that's like two or three levels that weird they like get before us so it's like oh, okay they get helped out a little bit whatever um and then when mario and luigi level up in the screen where it says like oh there's a star and it says you know level up mario blah 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 and it's full of all your stats and stuff lakitu is up there in the corner and in the japanese version he shows like a directional pad saying that you can go like up and down and pick like whatever skill you want for the bonus um but then he also says that there's like a b button so you can back out of it if you accidentally click a and it'll cancel and you can pick another skill. But in the U.S. version, it doesn't have that. So I was always terrified to do that because I didn't want to be like, oh, no bonus for you. Psych, you suck. Um, <laughs> but that's it's still available in the U.S. version if you accidentally select a skill and you'd rather go back. Um, let's see. The other ones are just something about like the signage and stuff. It's a little bit different. Um, 
the way that the A and B button are displayed in the Japanese version are different than U.S. version. In the U.S. version, it's like an A or a B, a red A or a blue, no, a green B. Is that right? It's the other way around. Anyway, and it's like the, the A is uh, filled in with a circle, so it looks like a button versus the just the Japanese version, which is just a giant capital A, a giant capital B surrounded by like the katakana and the hiragana and the kanji of like normal Japanese writing. So it's like it stands out to them. That's an A. That's different. Um, also, this is the thing that made me the most angry. In the Japanese version of the game, there are three heart blocks in Bing Bing, Bean Bean Castle Sewers, Oho Oasis, and Tihi Village, which, like, the blocks that you jump up and hit, which presumably heal you when you hit them. So the Japanese got that. We did not. What we didn't use heck? our items. Mm-hmm. So that sucks. Um... <laughs> Also, in the Starbeans Cafe, which is the one where you go and make the coffee drinks with the beans or whatever, there's a red EGAD, like icon, that sits next to the ones that you've already done. So, that's helpful to know. Because once you drink them, it doesn't say, like, you just kind of yeah. have to remember which ones you have and have it made. That's nice. Um, also, for whatever reason, Trunkle, which is the... What do the Chinese say? The, the stone... Oh, yeah. <laughs> The Rumble Demon Drag or Demon Rock or something like that, whatever it is, um, has a completely different battle strategy in the Japanese and this versions. Um, for whatever reason, some of the healing and regeneration abilities are a little bit different. Um, Bubbles, which is the creator of the Chakoa, um, his jokes are different in every region because obviously he speaks in puns, so you kind of have to know like the native language to kind of make a pun on that, which I thought was interesting. Mm. He's the guy who's got, like, the thick stash, and he's kind of, like, the chunkier old man bean. Um, mm -hmm. uh, fun fact about him, his, uh, in Japan, his character's name is Bakara, which I thought was supposed to be, like, Baka, which is, like, a play on that, which is, like, idiot or fool. Not that that would fit him particularly, but it's actually derived from the word Bacchus, otherwise known as Dionysus, the Greek god of wine, fertility, and theater. Oh, let's go. <laughs> so, wow. Also, I read that that might be not true, and it's actually derived from the word katakata, which is just an onomatopoeia for louder laughing. Neither of those is evidently obvious. Yep, so I found that out through a little bit of research. But yeah, those are just some of the little regional differences. But I thought that was really interesting. Those are some interesting ones. It's not like, yeah, we, we covered up this cross so that the Christians <laughs> in America wouldn't get mad. It was like, <laughs> those are right. very wild and, and random. Just kind of weird. Except for the heart boxes. Why didn't we get the freaking heart boxes, man? Yeah. Okay. Now I think we're done. Um, yes. Nice freaking work. Let's talk about our lives um so you got to come to texas we got to hang out for a minute do mm -hmm. a little game hunting Heck always yeah. love having you it was a lot of fun we ate at whataburger mm. had my first patty melt um <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes we hit up the local stores um didn't have time for much but we did hit up what is it game over, game over. and mm -hmm. also player one video games the game uh, over was fantastic. That one was great. Yeah, freaking three stories, two and a half stories, whatever. That was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. That was cool. And then, like, the museum at the bottom, and then the other one was Player One. Is that what you said? 
Yeah. That one was awesome. That one had such a cool selection of things. It was expensive, of course, as all game stores are, but it was really cool seeing some of that stuff. Um, I walked out of both stores with like three garbage, like $5 games, and <laughs> I think you got one game the whole trip. I did. Do you remember what it is? You got... No. Oh, it's The Last of Us for the um, PS3. Of all things, the girl that is all <laughs> Nintendo got a PS3 game. Well, I watched the show and it was awesome. So I was like, okay, I should play the game. So well, that's what I, I need to play it too. Hmm, that could be what we play. That would be fun. I've got to add it to the list. I bet it would be easier than this game. I'm sure it is. <laughs> I'm sure many games are. We should play some Nintendogs. There you go. Should be the next one. <laughs> yes. Heck yeah. Um, what else did you buy in the last five weeks since we recorded? Um, nothing, because your girl just cleaned out her apartment, and I was like, I'm not gonna add anything <laughs> else to this. Oh, I also almost bought while we were there. They were having like a fifty percent off sale, and I was gonna get that busted up Wii U so that I could fix my bricked one. But then I decided against it. But then I had the very strong urge to play Xenoblade Chronicles X. Because I was like, you know what? I want to play an actual fun RPG. Um, and then I decided not to because they're like 50 or $60 by themselves. It's like, hmm, well, maybe one the day. The game or the Wii U? The Wii U alone on eBay. And then Xenoblade Chronicles X is like, it was in the game store for like $100. It's like, oh, I can't do that. <laughs> That's too much. Yep. You're, you've been so good in the past about waiting for things to get ported. I feel like you're not going to have to buy that game on Wii U. It's just a matter of time. I really hope so. I keep They keep saying that it's not possible they're not going to do it because it's got apparently a lot of uh, Wii U functionality. And they, oh. they're saying it's like not worth the time to do it. But like, the Zinderlake Chronicles games have sold so well on the Switch. I don't see them not selling well if they release X. And that way, all the Xenoblade Chronicles games will be on the Switch, and it'll be fantastic. Otherwise, it's just going to be this meme for the rest of eternity, where it's like, yeah, you got to get the Wii U so you can play Xenoblade Chronicles X, but you can not have to buy <laughs> literally anything else. <laughs> oh, I want it to come over so bad. I hope it does. I don't see why it wouldn't. Or maybe whatever the next console Nintendo does is, maybe it'll come over then. Who knows? So I bought three games at those game stores, and then the rest of the last five weeks, um, I have barely bought anything. I bought Two Point Campus, um, one of my favorite games of last year. I only had it on Game Pass, and they they announced that they were removing it, and I was like, heck no. Um, <laughs> so I bought that, brand new for 20 bucks. Uh, okay. And, uh, yeah... I got Ultimate Beach Soccer on the original Xbox. I have had a save search for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Maybe like three months, not that long. But Jeez. it's like not the, it's not a common game. And for some reason, I just like owning rare garbage. So got that for <laughs> like 15 bucks. Nice. Very nice. Um, yeah. What else you've been playing besides this freaking RPG? That's it, dog. I might pop in Tears of the Kingdom just to play a little bit because I can't help it. I can't help myself, but I, it was really just 
Superstar Saga because I wanted to finish it. Yeah. Before the episode. So it was basically just that. Dude, I have been gaining so much since I beat Zelda. Let me tell you. Bring it on. Let me hear it. I Usually I'm like, yeah, I bought 56 games, but I didn't play anything. No, dude. <laughs> I played, let me see, two, four, six. I beat eight games since we beat Zelda. What? Yeah. Like small games. I don't know. You tell me. One of them was Trinity okay. Trigger. Um, okay. That's probably the longest one, but oh, and Superstar Saga. But um, yeah, I'll just talk about them real quick. So, Yoshi's New Island would definitely recommend. It was I probably talked about it in the last episode, but I finished it. Really, really good game on 3DS. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely mentioned that I got the new Sonic Origins Plus collection that came out on all consoles. Um, so I played through Sonic the Hedgehog on their little anniversary mode. They made it super like modern friendly where you have unlimited continues and I don't know. Oh, I'm, I'm usually yeah. not into the, the remake stuff, but I did want to see what it was like. And you can play as Amy Rose who didn't exist when Sonic 1 came out. So that was fun. That's fun. Oh, wait, we played, uh, Ninja Turtles. Hey. Uh, Turtles in Time. That one was fun. I liked the uh, unlimited replays. That was fantastic. Love that. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah, so we that played a, the arcade version. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and freaking Shrek Super Party. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, I don't care. Dude, 2 out of 10 on every gaming website. Dude, that game is very good. Everyone listening needs to go try out Shrek Super Party. That's what I'm saying. It was fun. Is it Mario Party level? No, I would never say that. I would never go that far. But it's pretty close, right? It has some edge on Mario Parties. I'm not even gonna lie. Like, it was the most of the mini games were like, were like this, just more well thought out. I mean, I it was weirdly good. It was very strange how good the game was. That's what I'm saying, dude. It the and then. The fact that we played it, we only played it once, of course. I wasn't going to make you suffer through it if you didn't like it, but it turns out you did like it. But there are so many mini games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's awesome. So, yeah, we played some Shrek Super Party. We played Wave Race and Wave Race on the GameCube. Both very solid games, I think. Heck yeah. Um, I also beat Sonic CD on that same Sonic collection. It oh, was nice. okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Dude, honestly, after playing through Zelda, it was like most of the stuff I've been playing is like 6 out of 10. Like, I just played this masterpiece of a game, and now I'm like, um, I don't know. These games are all right. It's the Zelda um, effect. It makes everything not good. <laughs> so I was really excited to play Trinity Trigger. You got me Trinity Trigger for, I want to say, my birthday this year, and it came out. And it's in this gorgeous launch edition box and everything. And I played it, and it was like, this is the game that's supposed to be the spiritual successor to the Mana games. You got the same people working on it who worked on Trials of Mana. There's like this Pokemon art person who worked on this game. And um, Mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm, someone mm -hmm. from Chrono Cross or something. All these like things coming together that would should make this beautiful project. But it just was like a it was like a six out of ten for me. 
Trinity Trigger Dang. was pretty, pretty letting, it let me down pretty bad. Darn, man. That is such a shame. I had high hopes for that one. Yeah. But, um, I, I do, I am glad I have it. I am glad I played it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, they and can't then... be winners. <laughs> and then I've beat Pocky and Rocky with Becky on the Wii U Virtual Console. New Super Mario Bros. 2. I literally started another 3DS game and finished it since um, in between playing Zelda last month. That one was fun. Ooh. Yeah. And that's all the games I beat. And like that doesn't even count all the other ones I've started. Like I've gamed so much after beating Zelda. <laughs> I, how do you start so many games at once? I don't get it. I keep a list. Um, yeah, I have a list. And so, like, some of the games I beat on that list, I mean, on, on the ones I just mentioned, are ones that I had started, um, you know, months ago. Oh, so you didn't you didn't start them and beat them. That's how you beat some of them. Some of them I games. did. <laughs> well. Um, but I, I did want to bring up Scarlet Symphony, another game that you got me. Because you're amazing, mm-hmm. um, I have I'm I'm nearing the end of that one. It's actually a very short game. So, what's interesting about Scarlet Symphony? The full name is Kumaju Ramilia, um, Scarlet Symphony, and it's a Japanese exclusive title. It might be on the eShop digitally here in the states. Do you know? Um, I don't but limited run games literally just announced <laughs> an english localization is coming to the switch so hell yeah <laughs> really good that. That. i got the real thing um <laughs> anyways the game six out of ten again but anyways i want to talk about it a little bit um <laughs> so i was under the impression i'm sure a lot of people are that this is going to be a, a metroidvania wrong um, it looks exactly like Castlevania Symphony of the Night, which is where the Vania mm-hmm. comes from in Metroidvania. And they made it look so similar. They ripped off so much Castlevania in this game. <laughs> and um, what it actually is, is the old Castlevania before they went Metroidvania, quote unquote. It's just straight up oh. eight or ten levels. And so you go left to right. Uh, not left to right like Mario, but you go through each level, fight the boss, move on. And that's what it is. But the problem is... Oh, here I, it goes. <laughs> I don't know. It's just not fun. Okay. <laughs> oh. Man. I mean, One of I don't these know. days. <laughs> I'll get you no. a one. You're killing it. I'm not sitting here roasting you. I, I'm happy with the <laughs> gifts, obviously. Oh, um. Man. But yeah, that game, the game could be better, and it looks like people online agree. I think a lot of people have been coerced into thinking it's a Metroidvania, and they've been disappointed with a three-hour freaking side-scroller. Me. See, I know nothing about Metroidvania or Castlevania or the series in general, so I was like, Metroidvania, bam, done. <laughs> no, bro, you killed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried. All right. Next month, you're going to play and buy some stuff so that it's not just Christian's 15-minute soapbox. <laughs> okay. Next time. Um, that's it. That's all I got for this episode. I mean, I have a little bit of news, but it'll be really quick. 
Oh, dude, I'm not in a rush. Let's talk news. So, Limited Run Games had their, like, non-E3 E3 presentation. Oh. Um, and so I didn't really care about a lot of things, but a lot of people really hyped about it. So, the Castlevania Advanced Collection is going to the Switch with not one, not two, not three, but four different cover <laughs> arts, if you're into that. Um, and the only thing that I gave a shit about is the Gex Trilogy is also coming, which includes Ooh. Gex, which is... Um, I think it's a side-scrolling game, which I didn't know about. Gex Enter the Gecko, which is my favorite, and then Gex 3 Deep Cover Gecko. We were, like, talking about Gex, like, three days before they announced it. I was so excited, and I sent you the freaking snap, or the screenshot of the announcement. I was so excited. I wasn't watching this live, because I didn't know it was happening. And then I heard it, I saw it on Twitter, and I got so excited. It doesn't have a release date, it doesn't have a price, so I assume it'll be $60 in like three years. <laughs> the uh, It's funny, you know four, four million people are going to buy like all four covers of those Castlevania games. And they look amazing, because it's just, it's previous covers, I think, that they just kind of reworked mm-hmm. on the Switch box, if I'm remembering correctly, but yeah. Sweet! What and else? then, let's see, what else? Uh, Jurassic Park Classics Game Collection is coming, which includes the NES, Game Boy, and the Super Nintendo versions of the games. I know nothing about that. I know some people were excited about it. Um, that was a then, cool surprise. I don't know anything about those games either, but it's pretty cool. I didn't realize there were so many Jurassic Park games. Apparently there's a bunch of like arcade games and stuff too, um, which is interesting. I don't think it's... It's obviously not those versions, though, unless the arcade versions are just ports of those ones or vice versa. I don't know. Like I said, don't know. Um, and then the goddamn game that I gave you, Scarlet Symphony, is also coming. Um, yay. <laughs> so there's an English version out there. Um, Clock Tower, which I think is a horror game. One of my friends said they were really interested in. And then Roller Coaster Tycoon 3, Complete Edition, if that's what you're into. Those are the ones that I either recognized or actually cared about. I did not hear about Roller Coaster Tycoon. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I think there's already a Roller Coaster Tycoon on the Switch. So I guess that was the first one. This is the third one? Mm, I don't know. Interesting. Um, I didn't know that either. Yep. Uh, other than that, Pikmin 4 is out now. It's got an 88 on Metacritic. Um, also, the Pyra and the Mithra Amiibo are also out. And it has also come with a update on Z-Blade Chronicles 3, which adds... Uh, new Amiibo content, which is nice. So you definitely bought those. I accidentally bought two. So I have <laughs> two boxes. <laughs> yeah. Oops. So has it arrived? have they arrived yet? People have started getting them? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they came out on Friday. Nice. Mm-hmm. Heck, yeah. And, yeah, that's all I got for the news. All right, a nice little short two and a half hour one for you guys. Yeah, you know, that's funny. I was like, this is definitely not going to be a two and a half hour one. It is. Yeah, I don't know how we do it, but uh, hopefully y'all enjoy it. Heck yeah. Hannah, Um, mm -hmm. where can the people find you on the good internet? Game Girl Advance SP on Instagram. Sometimes. I am at Bird Dog Gaming. <laughs> I'm at Bird Dog Gaming everywhere. Thank you so much for listening. Join the Discord. Rate this podcast somewhere. Tell your best friend to listen to it. Thank you for the support. We are 40 deep now. Woo! Heck yeah.
We will see you in August for some topic that we don't know what it is. <laughs> see ya. <you. laughs>